Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Obviously, it's UFC 300 week in Las Vegas. Friday, also in Las Vegas, it's the second PFL event of the season. Had a great start on Thursday. Uh, Dakota Cheva with a solid win. You had Moldovsky on there. You had a bunch of uh, former Bellator fighters, Liz Carmouche, getting a win as well in her PFL debut. And so I want to let you know that the PFL is back on April 12th with the lightweights and light heavyweights throwing it down. Last week, it was the women's flyweights and the heavyweights. You've got names like Impa Kasangane, who, of course, uh, won the 2023 light heavyweight tournament. You also have Clay Collard and Bellator, former champ. One Patricky Pitbull is, uh, is going to be on the card against Clay Collard. So if you're in Vegas for 300, go check them out. If you're at home, check them out over on ESPN2 and ESPN+. Uh, Plus. That is Friday, April 12th, live at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. It's the Mixed Martial Arts Hour with... Mixed Martial Arts Hour is back in your life. On this Monday, July 31st, 2023. Hello again, everyone. I sure hope you're doing well. And yes, I am not coming to you from our New York City studio. It is a beautiful day in New York City. In New York City. Uh, unfortunately, I am not in the studio. I am over there. Yes, over here. In a familiar spot to a lot of you, I would imagine, uh, I'm, uh, I'm home today for this simple reason. I had a hellacious travel day yesterday. I only got to bed at around 4.45 a.m. It took me about 16 hours to get home from Las Vegas. And, uh, well, by the time I went to bed and then had to wake up and also have to leave tomorrow morning to Dallas for our big uh, Jake Paul, Nathan Diaz fight week, it didn't make sense. It couldn't be done to be in studio but we are here we are live and we have so much to discuss and we've done these before so have no fear it's the same old same old and what a show we have for you on this post pay-per-view monday man oh man what a weekend in combat sports i am hyped i'm excited i'm still buzzing from saturday night you know we talked about last week how we don't love when there's dual pay-per-views in the world of combat sports, certainly don't love it when it's in MMA. Uh, but even when it's in MMA versus boxing, even when it's in MMA versus wrestling or wrestling, I just I like I like to focus on one thing. In the end, though, if you were home and were watching both at the same time, the boxing in Las Vegas, uh, Terence Crawford, Errol Spence, the 
MMA, the UFC in uh, in Salt Lake City, UFC 291. Even if you stayed up and you are a completely crazy person and stayed up to watch Bellator Rising in Japan, you had a great night. It was a magical night of fights all across the board. And the best part about it, no controversy, no drama, no judging issues, no refing issues, just good, clean action. Uh, some surprising results, some tremendous virtuoso history-making performances, and we're going to be talking about all of them on today's program here on this lovely final day in the month of July. I always get a little bit sad on the final day in July because that means you know we're approaching we're approaching you know the end of summer and back to school and all that stuff. So July, my favorite month. I am biased. Everyone's happy in July. It's the Saturday of the calendar year. And so this is the final day in July, 2023. And so let's end it on a high note. At the start of a massive week for all of us, as you heard last week, we are taking the show on the road for just the second time. In its illustrious history, we are going to Dallas and we'll be giving you two more shows this week. So three shows total, Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern from the open workouts in Dallas, and then Friday at around 6 Eastern after the ceremonial weigh-ins. As always, today's program brought to you by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. They are the official sports betting partner of not only the UFC, but this program as well. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, and please do use the code THEMMAHOUR for a special offer when you sign up. Again, that's code THEMMAHOUR only at DraftKings, and Lord knows there's a lot to like these days. Not only do you have uh, Paul and Diaz this Saturday, but you also have the return of Corey Sanhagen and Tatiana Suarez on that UFC Nashville card. I also want to let you... Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Know that, and I'm very excited to be working for them uh, on this particular call uh, for this broadcast. Uh, it is going to be great working with Todd Grisham and Sean Porter and the rest of the team over there. I can't wait to get over to Dallas to do the damn thing and to finally get the answer to this question. Nathan Diaz or Jake Paul? And I think the uh, the odds are are moving again in, in the favor of Jake Paul. So a lot of people this week in Las Vegas were asking me, what do you think? Can he do it? A lot of people have a soft spot, obviously, for Diaz and want to see him prevail it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. Saturday at the home of your Dallas Stars and Frank's, the American Airlines Center in beautiful Dallas, Texas. All right, what are we doing on today's program? Back into the show, we are going to be joined by Dustin Poirier. What a guy, right? Dustin Poirier coming off that devastating loss on Saturday in Salt Lake City 
knocked out for the first time uh, in, uh, what, uh, seven years. His first non-title fight loss since his loss to Michael Johnson, that same fight back in 2016. Uh, a shocking loss, and the comparisons obviously were made to the Leon Edwards uh, head kick knockout against Kamar Usman in the same building, albeit a different name last year, but same building in the same city in the same state. Crazy. Didn't happen in the same round, but no one saw that coming. I'll admit, I thought Poirier was going to win that fight. And so shout out to Justin Gaethje. Congrats to him on a tremendous performance. But here's Dustin Poirier, kind enough to join us on this Monday, less than 48 hours removed from that fight, to talk about what happened and where he goes from here. The consummate pro and Great to see the scenes afterwards of them hugging and uh, embracing and just a lot of love and respect from the two of them. And maybe we'll see a third fight at some point down the line. We're going to talk about all that and more on the program. So he'll join us <clears throat> at around 4 o'clock Eastern time. At 3.30, we're going to be joined by Rose Damunis. And I do believe her first interview since the last time she was on the show, which was uh, you know shortly after that Carla Sparza loss in May of 2020. It's been... 14 months, if my math is correct, since her last fight. There was some talk about whether or not she would walk away, uh, whether or not she would fight again. Here she is coming back in September against Manon Fioreau, moving up to 125 in Paris. So uh, a lot to discuss with Rose Damunis. Obviously, her teammate and friend, Justin Gaethje, had a big win on Saturday, but very curious to see where she's at, how she's feeling, why the move to 125. We'll talk to her at about 3.30. Uh, we're going to recap the weekend in bets, of course. I was very happy to see the Parlay boys prevail without me. I hope they win every Woo-hoo! single week from here on out. Yes, that would be great, uh, so I don't have to do it anymore. I would love that. Prior to that, we're going to be joined by Bobby King Green, who had the massive win over Tony Ferguson on Saturday. Talked to him about the win and, and, and Ferguson's response to his loss, some of the accusations. Prior to that, we'll be joined by Wonderboy Thompson, who was supposed to be fighting this past weekend. And unfortunately, Michelle Pereira, his, uh, his opponent, missed weight by three pounds. And Wonderboy said, no thanks. Uh, remember, Darren Till, seven years ago in, uh, in Liverpool, missed weight by three and a half pounds. And he took that fight and lost it by a very close margin. I thought he actually won the fight. Um, and so he, he referenced that in his statement. And he said, it's just, you know... It's just too risky. And I agree with him. At this point in his career, with his age, coming off a nice win, he shouldn't be in that position. Consummate pro, never miss weight. So we'll talk to Wonder Boy about that decision and where he goes from here. And prior to that, we'll be joined by Yuri Prochaska, the former UFC light heavyweight champion who uh, we presume will be fighting Alex Pereira next. Pereira, who defeated Jan Bachovic in a very close fight on Saturday in the co-main event. Get his thoughts on that, Jamal Hill's injury, when he may return, all that and more. So we got a lot to talk about, guys. Golly, there's a lot going on. Obviously, UFC 291 headlined by Justin Gaethje versus Dustin Poirier. And what a win it was for Justin Gaethje, the head kick knockout. I saw the clips of the uh, the watch party, uh, GC and Mike Heck going crazy. Everyone was going crazy. Didn't see that coming, especially a head kick knockout. Gaethje not known for throwing that, and he got it done in the second round. Alex Pereira defeating Jan Bachovic via split decision. I scored it in favor of Pereira, gave him the second and third rounds. Uh, Derek Lewis knocking out 
Marcos Rogerio de Lima in just 33 seconds with the flying knee. Unbelievable. And then announcing afterwards, after he took off his shorts, of course, and, and gave everyone the old DX crotch chop multiple times, tremendous form, I thought, uh, that he's a free agent. So what's going to happen there? Bobby Green defeating to uh, Tony Ferguson via arm triangle choke in the third round. Tough scene for Ferguson. What's his future? Kevin Holland submitted uh, Michael Chiesa via Dars in the first round. That was a very impressive win by Kevin Holland. Other big winners, Gabriel Bonfin, uh, CJ Vergara, Roman Kopilov, Jake Matthews, Uros Medic, and Miranda Maverick. Obviously, on the other side of the uh, equation in Las Vegas, Terrence Crawford putting on a virtuoso performance against Errol Spence Jr. He is now the undisputed champion at 147. First undisputed champion in the four-belt era at 147. He's now the WBC, the IBF, WBA, and WBO champion. He was just the WBO champion going into this fight. Now there is just one. And perhaps more impressive, first man in the four-belt era to be undisputed champion in two different weight classes. He was undisputed champion at super lightweight, uh, which is 140. And now he became undisputed champion at 147. The only other fighter to do that is... New York Rick's favorite fighter, Clarissa Shields, on the women's side of things. So massive, massive, massive accomplishment for Bud. I was honored to be there for Showtime and TNT Sports. And what a scene was, what a fight it was. Dropped him in the second, twice in the seventh, finished him in the ninth. Unbelievable stuff. As perfect of a performance as you can get. Maybe you give Spence the first round. Maybe. But to see a guy at that level, 39-0 going into the fight, do that to Spence who I had questions about after the accident and the eye injury, didn't seem like the same guy, and that's not taking anything away from Bud. It just seemed like Bud was on a different level. And now we wait and see if Spence will go and trigger the rematch clause, we presume, and what weight would it be at? There was some talk of 154. Would he want it to be at 154 or do it again at 147 to try to get his belt back? Golly, there's a lot to talk about. Who was the star of the weekend, New York, Rick? What do you think? I'm going to say Bud Crawford um, just because of the stakes, like the the fact that now I think he becomes everybody's number one pound for pound fighter. I think that he won the weekend, but it'd be hard, like Justin Gaethje's performance, it'd be hard to compare UFC against Bud Crawford, right? Like I feel like of of the, the two, it's not necessarily Gaethje on his own. It's more like the the behemoth that is the UFC pay-per-view system right now it is it is the train that keeps on rolling so it might be like ufc versus bud but i'm gonna i'm gonna say if we're picking an individual it has to be bud it has to be terrence crawford what do you think gc yeah i guess if we're saying who won the weekend uh yeah i'll say terrence crawford just because of how good he looked uh, against such a formidable opponent who was the star of the weekend though the answer to that question is Derek lewis i mean the, wow. the knee heard around the world if you are watching live it, it was just one of the most incredible things, just from him attempting a flying knee, then getting to see the replay. It landed flush, gets the finish. He was also like a plus 200 underdog. A lot of people were saying this man was cooked. This was like I his know. bounce back. He really did have the six-pack. Uh, puts him out, then takes the pants off, then jumps up on the cage, throws the gloves into the crowd. Uh, I mean, it was just a magical moment. Hit the Bobby Schmerder dance. It was, it was fantastic. By the way, you skipped right over the best part of the whole celebration, the DX crotch chop. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> throwing the throwing this up. I mean, it like 
it just got better and better and better. And then like he he killed the interview. Uh, and yeah, now I'm looking forward uh, to see what Derek Lewis does as a free agent. It was to me that was that was like the best moment of the night. Obviously, the Gaethje head kick was unbelievable. The the performance from Crawford was unbelievable. But like what I found to be most entertaining, my star of the night was Derek Lewis. Yeah, it's funny with Lewis. Like he's back to your point. People thought he was done writing him off. Maybe this is going to be like a Ferguson situation where we're going to be sad on Monday and talk about, you know, should he call it a career, go fight somewhere else. And then he has that amazing performance. And then he has that amazing celebration. And then he's great on the mic. And then he just drops the nugget that he's a free agent. And you're like, whoa, like his stock cannot be higher right now after a losing streak. And six then you naturally too. think guy's got a six, pack. six pack. Yeah, he looked great all week. He actually legit had a six pack. We thought he was kidding at media day. And then you naturally think of the Francis fight, and then you are reminded that they had one of the worst fights ever just a few years ago. But you're also reminded of the fact that he was supremely injured, uh, Derek was in that fight, and, and Francis was going through some mental stuff after the Stipe loss. That would be the biggest fight that the PFL could put on now. He's now the front runner, but I would be shocked if the UFC is like, yeah, okay, cool, Black Beast. Like, We're happy for you to walk over there and and, and fight Francis Ngannou and get your $2 million. No way are they going to do that. And and by the way, uh, Derek, you know, rightfully so, he he said all the right things afterwards. He said, I'd love to be back. I love this place. Um, That's the thing that you should say when you're there. Uh, But I'm I'm curious to see how big of a push PFL will will make and how, you know, how willing the UFC will, uh, will be to just, like, lay... You know, lay on the, the the like lay over and just like be like, yeah, cool. You can walk over to the other side of the street uh, after we just built you for the last few years. I th- I mean, completely fair point. I do think Derek Lewis has a lot of good leverage right now. Like if because one of the things that keeps fighters in the UFC that wouldn't necessarily keep somebody like Derek Lewis, in my opinion, is like the chase of a title the like i'm still in my prime kind of thing where it's like i want to be in the best organization in the world where they have the top fighters fighting for the ufc gold i think Derek lewis is in an is in a advantageous position where he could come to pfl and be like look i know my career is kind of like winding down i don't know if i'm going to climb back that mountain you pay me one really nice payday i'll fight francis Ngannou, and i think you can sell that fight i know the first fight was a stinker but i think there, there's almost like a no way that happens again type feeling like these two knockout artists if they get in there together i feel like most people will like be able to erase that first fight and think that there's going to be fireworks if you're somebody like Derek lewis if they can match if they can make that price work on this fight i think he's in good position to take it I could I could see a world because I like, oh don't get me wrong a lot of the fans of today probably didn't even watch that first fight a lot of the fans yeah. of today probably don't even know that they fought each other that's one thousand percent the biggest fight that they can make of the people who could be available my point is and if I'm Derek I'm not getting two million from the UFC for a fight there's no way they're offering him that and then whomever he can but, fight afterwards in their pay per view super fight division my point is I just think the UFC will make it very hard for him to even look at that offer. It, 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 remember, this isn't this isn't pro basketball where it's like July 1st you're a free agent you can do whatever you want. There's a whole bunch of hurdles that have to Oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, the, the, the bureaucratic you know I mean? red tape yes, beyond. Yes. Uh the matching clause and this and that. If all we're this just talking nonsense. singular paydays though, like somebody like Derek Lewis, how many UFC fights could he realistically have left, right? Like no, maybe, maybe a million. It makes all the sense. It makes in the world. a lot of sense to to try to maximize the the single payday here. And then, to be honest, like if PFL has a value for him beyond the Francis fight, 
if he beats Francis, it's you know the ceiling comes off his 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 potential earnings. If he doesn't. There's still potentially valuable fights out there. Derek Lewis will be one of the instant names that PFL could use that they wouldn't have been able to use previously. Financially, it feels like there's a lot of sense in this. It feels like there's a lot of sense in the potential Derek Lewis versus Francis Ngannou fight for the PFL and for Lewis. All due respect to Derek Lewis, I don't want to bury the lead here. I agree with what you're saying, GC, but Justin Gaethje was, in my opinion, the star of 291, so let's give him his his due. Yeah. Um, loses to Dustin Poirier five years ago in a tremendous fight wondering where he's at in his career it's it's interesting that fight in many respects represented a shift in the way in which he fought he used to just be like this tasmanian devil this human car crash who would just go out there and throw caution to the wind and you know it was kill or be killed but he has noted since then he has he has you know become a much more measured and and relaxed fighter and his coach, Trevor Whitman, loves to say controlled chaos. So, yes, you can be yourself. You could be chaotic, but you need to control it. You need to, you, you need to sort of like harness that, that chaos and, 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 and not be so reckless because, you know, then you get hit and then you get knocked out. And so here we get to see the evolution of Justin Gaethje coming off a nice win over Rafael Faziev. All right. Can he, you know, implement that controlled chaos? Will the old Gaethje come out? meeting the old foe, the one who finished him back in uh, 2018. And so I was very curious to see which version of him would show up. Uh, Poirier has looked very good as of late. Obviously, his only two losses in the last, uh, what, seven years have been title fights um, to the champ, to you know Khabib, to Charles Oliveira. So, all right, let's see. Can he get back in the mix? We were talking about a potential Poirier title fight if he wins, a maybe Gaethje title fight if he wins as well. And first round, I thought it went to Poirier. Two of the judges gave it to Dustin Poirier. Second round, though, obviously is when it ended. And as Dustin Poirier said, he set it up beautifully and he nailed him with that hit kick. And the the, the similarities to the Leon one is just crazy. But it was uh, it was shocking. It was shocking to see. I thought this fight wasn't going to go the distance. I was on the record uh, saying that. I thought it would go into the championship rounds. I thought that they would, you know, equal each other out maybe for the first three or so rounds. It would be a fun fight. And I thought Dustin Poirier was going to win. I'll be 100% honest. I thought he was going to win the fight. And so massive credit to Justin Gaethje here. And it does, in fact, seem as though he is in prime position to fight the winner of Charles Oliveira versus Issa Makhachev on October 21st. We know that's happening. Volkanovsky obviously has a say in the matter. I would say he has a better ch- It's interesting. If Charles Oliveira wins, I would say Gaethje's chances of getting the fight maybe go down just a little bit because he has the loss to Oliveira. Of course, can't ignore the fact that Oliveira lost to Makhachev and he's getting the rematch. But if Makhachev wins, I think he has a much better chance of getting it. And perhaps if Makhachev wins, Volkanovsky's chances go down. And maybe if Oliveira wins, his chances go up. You guys get what I'm saying here? In other words, do we think that was enough to get him the title shot? And then, of course, here comes Conor McGregor. Here comes Michael Chandler. Everyone's nipping at his heels. The Conor fight can't be ignored, but his situation is very complicated at the moment. And, of course, there's Chandler there, and we just had the Ultimate Fighter, which is about to wrap up, and who knows what the hell is going on and when he's going to fight again. It seems like he's in prime position. I can't think of anyone else who would be ahead of him right now at 155, so what do you guys think? How does this play out? New York Rick? 
<laughs> Sorry, I was a bit distracted there for a second. Start with GC. What happened? Uh, uh, I mean, he's he's typing up a storm over here, man. I, I think oh, he's uh, he's doing doing some work on the side. I mean, you just said it. Like, who who's going to be in front of him at 155? He was he was number three going into this fight. He head kicked uh, Dustin Poirier, you know, into the oblivion to to move past him at number two. Charles Oliveira is fighting Islam Makhachev in October, so. Let's say Islam wins. I mean, it's it's down to Volk and it's down to Gaethje. Gaethje coming off a, a highlight reel. I think I think the the fashion in which he won uh, is good for his case, especially coming off the the Fazeev win as well. It, it's down to Gaethje and Volk, and I mean, I I don't know. Like who who would Gaethje fight? Like what does he need? Like if there's say there's one more, then then who is he getting in the octagon with? I I feel like especially at the stage of career of the career he's at, uh, about to turn 35, I feel like he, he'll he wait until he gets the title shot. Yeah, I mean, he likes to take time off in between fights. So, you know, waiting for the winner of that October fight isn't a big deal. I also think if you look at how they handled the last BMF champion, Jorge Masvidal, gave him a title shot, which kind of helped just sort of like erase that title. What, what, what someone told me long ago... <clears throat> His uh, first name rhymes with Kale, and his last name rhymes with Punnin. Um, you don't want that BMF champ to defend the title because then you have to get into the pay-per-view points game. And so giving Justin Gaethje a title <laughs> shot now uh, after that kind of allows that BMF belt to, you know, to, to, to sail off into the night. It's not immediately um, going to be on the line as well? He's not going to bring the BMF belt to, no, to the I mean, Masvidal didn't fights. do it. And well, that's why I thought Leon Edwards is the lineal uh, BMF champion because Masvidal lost to yes. Usman and then and then Leon. We need beat to Usman, we need to make the silver a, a home stay here. We need no, we, we need don't. this constantly. We need to get rid of it. Maybe right? move it around. Move it, it around no, divisions. Uh, uh, I saw you hating, what's... man. I mean, you were hating all, all week on the silver, bro. Ugh, hate it. Uh, what's by the way? What's worse? Uh, people people like campaigning to be the backup fighter which is kind of quieted down thank god or people campaigning for a bmf title again it is the stupidest thing if i'm islam Khachev on this monday i'm like what are all you talking about i'm the baddest motherfucker in this division i'm the guy i climbed the ladder i won the belt what is all this bmf talk and then to hear bruce buffer say it and on a night where you know mm. a few thousand miles away terence crawford is legitimately making history for unifying all the belts in one of the best divisions in boxing and the irony of the company that has been telling us for years that, oh, no, we put on real fights and we don't water down our divisions and we don't water down our titles, and you just put this fake title on the line for what? It is so insulting. I mean, insulting. everything you just said, but who's got the belt that says BMF on it? Justin Gaethje. I mean, yeah, I don't make I the was, rules. I, I follow Islam, what the belt says. So I'd be pissed. Islam has come out before and been like, that's a you know Mickey Mouse belt. Like That's yeah, like nonsense. Right, he, doesn't, he doesn't care yeah, about it. Why would he not? Um so I don't think we're of much concern of like Islam campaigning to have the BMF belt on the line. I think, you know, he has taken the stance that you have, Ariel, like he thinks it's it's jokes. Um, the other thing I was going to say in regard to Justin Gaethje is he's somebody who's been talking about like walking away from the game and like leaving and retiring for like years now. So I, I expect that he's got title shot firmly in his mind. And that's basically it. Like, I mean, they, they threw out the Connor idea to him. Yeah. He's just like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Like I, I feel like it's it's title shot. Couple other shots in there and, uh, too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that wasn't the only thing he said. But, but by the way, he's been a, he's been the one 
every time Connor's name comes up, he's been the one that kind of took that stance. Most people kind of try to play the game a little bit more. Like, you know, that'd be a, a money fight, a, a dominant. Justin Gaethje's been pretty staunch on, like, that guy's not a real fighter. I don't want to fight him. Um, but I'll take the payday. Um, so he didn't he didn't really change his stance now that the, the fight seems like it's actually possible. He's he's always kind of been pretty consistent with that. But yeah, he's not a fan of Conor McGregor. One other credit I'll give to Justin Gaethje, I just have to say, as we're giving him all his flowers, the backflip is just such a feat, especially at his age now. I mean, he's almost terrifying. 35 and he just does it. Is it not it. terrifying? He looks so athletic. Could you imagine hanging out with Justin Gaethje at the pool? Like, I feel like he's he's a beast in the pool, like doing backflips, doing all these crazy things off the diving board. Uh, I mean, the backflip, to climb up and, and do that and land it flush while dodging Poirier and Herb Dean, like that's how fast he did it. They were still on the ground. Uh, I mean, the backflip is is a thing of beauty from Gaethje. I had to look this up because I thought I remembered it, but he actually got suspended once in WSOF yes. in Colorado <laughs> because of the backflip because they're afraid that he's going to land on yeah, somebody. Yeah, he came close um, to, to Poirier and Herb Dean on, on Saturday. Yeah. Can't be good on the what, knees what, either. What's Oh, the ankle too. Every yeah. you're, you're, I'm always so I, afraid of I think the impact. I, 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 Alexander K. Lee of, of Misfits, Missed Fist's fame would better know this, but I'm, I believe there's been fighters who have like injured themselves in celebrations like that. Um, before, so uh, rumor Terrence McKinney injuring himself. Injuries. I know it wasn't that, but like, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Recently, Johnny Walker with the worm. <laughs> yes, but we saw some. Uh, I saw, I think, on Kaposa's feed, like someone got injured in the first second, or or was it when yes, he was they were running like, out stomping, of the octagon, stomp, no, like stomping yes. into the cage? Yeah, uh, very Ben Davis like in that regard. Not quite. Shout that, out, uh, shout out. Ben. Yeah, yeah, uh, almost fell off the the thingy. Um, no, he he's unbelievable. Better. Okay, so. Who has a better shot of fighting? Like, if you looked at your crystal ball, Conor McGregor's next fight, is it against Chandler? If, if I was to put out the Twitter poll or the X poll right now, is it Chandler, Gaethje, or none of the above? None of the above. Wow. He's not fighting feels like, anyone? Feels like Chandler's no, dying not for any it. of those two people. Gaethje is Chandler fighting it? someone else? Is Chandler yes. fighting someone else? Wow. Is it... Would you do Conor Chandler McGregor Gaethje is too? clearly Conor McGregor is... No, I, Gaethje waits for a title shot. Conor yeah. McGregor is clearly over fighting michael chandler that's done there's 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 no interest from him anymore why is he's, that though? he's made that very clear why what changed yeah it just cooled off and also like <laughs> there's people with bigger names and more money to be made than michael chandler it's cooled right off they did an entire tough season dedicated yeah what are you to talking him. about it's not I've even dedicated over. every tuesday yeah, night that, the entire summer to this matchup that was made. actually months ago at this point now conor mcgregor's had 10 different things happen to him since it's it's way way in the rear view clearly i feel like we got a decent amount of deleted tweets from connor uh, about the gaethje thing but he still got yeah. up the i ko ko him one shot to, guarantee to the point that now even michael chandler is campaigning to fight gaethje like he realizes the the connor mcgregor ride is over so yeah i don't see a world where he fights michael chandler so we what, what's a bigger fight chandler mcgregor or gaethje mcgregor gaethje just based on yeah, he really? has a BMF belt. He's he yeah. just knocked out Dustin Poirier. Where, where he's at in his career, I mean, he's twenty five and four, and every one of his fights is just like fireworks, electric. From but the I think jump. Chandler's a more famous and popular fighter right now. No, after is tough, he? after I think so. Chandler's got after a thing. tough. Got Who's podcast? watching tough other than? And GC and, and AK Lee. At, at the end of the day, you put McGregor in there with either of them. They're do, it's doing insane numbers. Yeah, I mean, let's yeah. let's be real. It doesn't really matter. It's Conor McGregor yeah. who's driving that. That and shit. I think both fights would be awesome. Michael Michael Chandler lost momentum hundred percent. 
and and it's because he played it he played it right every step of the way to this point. He appealed to Connor, right? Connor is the one you need to convince. It's not like, wow, think of this fantasy matchup between myself and Connor. He needed to get Connor to buy into the to the idea that he was fighting Michael Chandler. Connor bought in. Now it's weeks and months later, and Connor has not bought in anymore, and there's nothing he can do about it. Okay, perhaps the more interesting question is, what does Dustin Poirier do? Because at the post-fight press conference, and obviously we're going to talk to him, he's he's not interested in some of these uh, up-and-comers. You know, he's he's done his uh, his job in his career. He's fought everyone at this point. I mean, you look at his record, and it's just unbelievable. The resume, the names there. It's every single name who was available at 155. He also fought at 45. I, I, I have an answer. I think I know what you're going to say. It's the, the one fighting this weekend. No, this weekend. Uh, Nate Diaz. Oh, that's a fun fight. No, it's somebody with way more heat than that. It's Colby Covington. Dustin Poirier <sighs> versus Colby Covington. Stop. Do the what? fight. It's the time. At 175? Yeah, at 170. 55, 55. Look, Dustin Poirier had a great one run at 55, one of the best 55ers ever. It's it's it had he the the title has eluded him. He held the interim strap. I'm I'm good. I don't need to see him fighting 55ers anymore. Forget the weight cut. He's a huge 55er. Don't need don't need him to cut any more weight to 55. Dustin Poirier, Colby Covington. The heat is 100% real. I hell Look, if Kobe Covington won the title, I don't even mind well, Dustin Poirier thing. getting a title shot. I don't even mind it. Dustin Poirier well, that- debut at 170, title shot versus Colby Covington. And if you're if you're Dustin, who kind of like poo-pooed that fight for a while, it seems like the prospects at 55 just got harder. 170 path to a title, do it. That's the fight. Now, it sucks for guys like Bilal Muhammad. Yeah, dude. Like, yeah. I, I feel for I'm, him. I'm thinking, thinking this through here. Like, but, oh, man. But Shout Dustin Poirier is... Yeah. Sucks for, it sucks for all of... Well, Wonder, yeah. I mean, Wonder Boy. I mean, Dustin Poirier coming off of a loss, um, making his debut at 170, getting a title shot. I, I understand Holland, the scenario maybe? you're breaking down. But, like, sorry, Bilal, sorry, Bilal sitting on the sideline with, with nine straight wins. Okay, if, sorry, if, boys. It's it's the if biggest Kobe fight. If Kobe loses to Leon, that that makes now a lot we're really sense. talking. I, yeah, that's I th- a I'll beautiful. Take so I was going to say to you, are you just are you just assuming that he's going to lose? Are you predicting a loss? No. Then it makes more sense. Dustin kind of, and I'll ask him this question, but like even at the post presser, I believe someone asked him about 170. He always is a little lukewarm. He says, "I walk around at 183. It's it's you know, it's possible, but Title he's not shot. that big. Title shot." Dustin, Come on. it's time. By the way, 170, Dustin, title shot. I think, Colby Covington. I think the result, Saturday's result is really interesting between Jake and Nate because if Nate wins, he has all the power leverage in the world. And he's been very open about the fact that he wants to go back to the UFC. And I think we all sort of think that McGregor, you know, we were just talking about McGregor's next fight. It could end up just being yep. Diaz. If he loses, he loses a lot of that leverage and and and, and power and momentum and all that. If Connor just isn't available, if he's not coming back, whatever the case is, the next big fight is Poirier, right? Like, this fight is legit, like, five, six years in the making. They were supposed to fight at MSG, the back and forth. Who wouldn't how, sign up for Poirier how Diaz? About, oh, it's perfect. Poirier Diaz at 170. McGregor Poirier Paul? beats, sure, whatever. Poirier <laughs> beats McGregor <laughs> <laughs> Poirier beats Nate. Title shot. Colby Covington, assuming oh, he wins. Title shot. Then it's a little bit more, you know, then it's a little bit more digestible, in my opinion. 
Poirier is one of the. I'd love to see Poirier Diaz. I think would be tremendous. I like the Poirier Diaz idea better because I mean, unfortunately for Dustin Poirier, like if he doesn't want to fight the up and comers, like 155 is is full of the up and comers. I mean, Armin Sarukian, who else we got? Gamrot, Fazeev, like. That's where the up and comers are at is one fifty five, and he's fought all the top end guys, uh, obviously through his career. So, I, I like I like the Diaz idea. Like I, if, if he came back to the UFC and he's not fighting McGregor, Diaz Poirier would be would be a great fight. All these options also help him avoid the Shark Tank at one seventy. Right? There's a lot of congestion at the top. There's a lot of guys who are kind of on the cusp and and young and hungry. Um, so yeah, you can skip all that. Do Diaz. Colby, man. Poirier, Bilal, number one contender nah, at 170? See, I, I, if I'm Dustin, that's not it for me. You think he'll take he, a he, Shavkat fight up at 170? No, I don't want to do that. <laughs> he, he, he'll probably need some convincing, but I wouldn't hate the idea. If his heart is into it, if his heart is not, then. But I, I wouldn't hate the idea of him versus Fiziev. I wouldn't hate the idea of uh, a Dan Hooker fight. Just, you know, to get a win back on track after a loss like that. Obviously, on, he's going to take some time what, off. On track for what, like he's now he's just going back into the into the mix at 155. Dustin Poirier will always be like one or two wins away from being back in the title discussion. It's just a matter of how motivated he is to do that sort of thing. And at 170, maybe like a Kevin Holland, you know, there's still money to be made if you're Dustin Poirier. There's there's still a business to be had. It's just he's very open about the fact that like if he doesn't feel it, they they, they were talking about Benil when Benil was on the winning streak and he just wasn't feeling it. There needs to be something there. No, nope. I could tell you who he would feel something with, and that yeah. would be Diaz. That's the one. I'll tell that you comes who else he'd feel something even more with. And that's Colby Covington. Uh, if I if I'm Dustin Poirier, as nobody's a I bigger think Kevin the Colby Hunt. one is too is it's too personal is, is my that, fear. What what's a better reason to fight? What's no, a better I think, reason like, to he fight? He doesn't than like that? the family stuff and all that. There it's was a just, time you know, where Dustin said Colby's not going to make money off my back. Yeah. If Colby Covington wins the title, those roles are reversed. Now it's Dustin who could be using Colby Covington to to for fame and fortune. Can I, I like it. I um, love it. I don't like it. I when, love it. When Dustin comes on, can I throw it to you? Sure. You ask him the question. I'll so pitch it to him. Because <laughs> he'll definitely get mad at me if I ask him that question. Dustin, I want you to make the most money you're, you're going to make outside yeah. of a Conor McGregor fight. Uh, Here's how you're going to do it. That's a good way of phrasing it. Um, okay, let's leave the main event for a moment. Let's go to the co-main. Do you guys agree? 29-28, Alex Pereira? Yes. I, some, I, 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 know, lot, I know Jan yeah. was upset. Jan said that he was robbed, thieves. 29-28, right? Second and third rounds? Easy call. Yeah. Jan, easy Jan, well. ran out, Jan ran out of gas. It, it is what it is. Like, it's, it was very obvious what happened in that fight. Yeah, he got the takedown at the end of the third round, but he wasn't really able to Did do no much damage. with it. Uh, and I just felt like Alex was landing the harder shots throughout, especially rounds two and three. I mean, obviously, he didn't do much in round one. So, yeah, I, I, I think uh, I feel pretty good about 29-28 Pereira. Though I guess at career, the same time, right? had you said 29-28 Yana, I wouldn't have been like too upset with that either. Yeah, but that would have been because you believe the judges are going to do that, not because you believe that that's the right card. Right. 20, yeah, it's 29-28 Pereira. What a career is right. I mean, we, we could be talking about a, a title shot in a second division 10 fights into his MMA career. And especially and, and, it's a guy like Jan who always beats the middleweights coming up, including Izzy, who has such a tough style. He goes in there high altitude and does that after losing the first round rather convincingly, right? Oh, man, you, um, there, there were like 
potentially an argument to be made for like a 10-8. I mean, Jan yeah. immediately went for a takedown as soon as the as soon as the round yeah. started and controlled it pretty much the rest of the way, and then to stuff the takedowns and and get back to his feet in round two, get taken down and get back to his feet. Yeah, it was a super impressive performance by, by that, Alex Pereira to deal with that. That's my big key is that we saw Alex. Look, there's deficiencies in the grappling. If you're going to compare his grappling and his striking, there's one place to go. Right, you you need to attack his his grappling. But we saw that it may not be as easy as just touching him and, and fa- him falling over into into his guard. So it's it's a win for Alex Perer, in my opinion. Like he was in there with a with a real light heavyweight, showed that his his defensive grappling was at least enough to get him through this fight and win the later rounds. And now he could be in title conversation. Also, it's, it's impressive. Subbing him is is no easy task. Uh, I mean. Jan tried it the entire first mm-hmm. round. I mean, he was in a bad spot for the for the latter half of that round, and Jan was going for chokes the entire time, was never able to lock anything up. So he had to deal with the grappling like that. Now it's uh, Yuri Pereira, no doubt. I was thinking, who's Yuri Pereira? I thought that was like his name. <laughs> so he went first name, last name. Uh, yeah, uh, Rick said uh, could be. I mean, what a gift from the heavens this is because, as we talked about, light heavyweight has been somewhat cursed since John left. Uh, titles being vacated, draws, crazy yep. injuries during basketball games, and now you get Yuri Prochaska versus Alex Pereira out of nowhere. Like, wh- will there be one takedown attempt in that fight? And if I so, I mean, I it, hope if I'm Yuri, you, you probably try. But the thing is, like, those two strikers with their power and just how insanely strong and powerful they are, th- that has to be the fight, right? Like, it, it has could, to be, could this dude. please be the biggest be? no-brainer in the history of? Well, I mean. I can assure you someone's going to say Magomed Ankalaev. Ankalaev just got booked this morning. Are they related to Magomed? Did he get Is booked there... this morning? Yes, Johnny oh, Walker. Maybe I was Perfect. Now that's Perfect. cleared out of the yes, way. Yes, I mean, now, now can, there's no question. Now we can focus on What are we thinking, 296? Vegas? When did this happen, by the way? Uh, early on this morning. Johnny Walker, 294 is what? What's 294? Is that uh, uh, in Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi? Oh, yeah, perfect. Um, all right. Well, now it's 100%. The que- the, here, okay, so then there's the next question. The next question is when it happens. I think UFC has sold out uh, Sydney without a main event, which is an incredible feat. They're still not wanting to book uh, Izzy and Sean Strickland. And Thankfully. Someone needs to come out and explain that because I'm hearing that there's other – like I, I don't even know what's going on with that fight, but it seems like Izzy might be you know, odd man out, which is just a travesty in my opinion because – he deserves that fight. He deserves to fight close to home. If it's not going to be that fight, what are you doing? I don't even know what you're doing and on five weeks' notice on a card that you just sold out. They just sold out a card without a main event. But isn't that is the there reason even a co-main? to not? Yeah, is there I mean, a co-main even? No. What's the co-main? No, right now they like, have the, two what? fights for the main card. Biggest, The top of the card right now is Kai Kara France versus Manel Cobb, according to Tapology. Wow. That is amazing. We're a month out. So. so is the reason you bring that up, is that to say that Yuri versus Alex? I don't know. I mean, I'm nah. sure they're going to try anything at this point. Five weeks. But that's a quick turn. That's, that's a quick turnaround for, for Alex. Alex. Yeah. Guy, not, just... I, don't, I don't know what shape Yuri's in. For Alex, that's light work. Like, that he's, he's done that work? throughout his kick, kickboxing career. He just was, career. Getting, oh, man, he was just know, getting mauled by freaking the bear, Jan Bohovic. He's, like he's, he's, getting a, he's getting a title shot, too. Not like, mauled, like he but he's like laying on top of him. Yeah, it's exhausting. I think he'd want to. Light heavyweight title? Hot. Tuivasa Volkov, main main event? Fucking hell. Then it can't be a pay-per-view, right? Oh, it's a pay-per-view. It's, I'm saying if you if you, if you you do that, you'd have to switch it. You'd have to not charge for they that. They wouldn't switch it. No, they're, they're going to figure something out. But that has to be the fight. 
Um, I'm very curious to see what Yuri has to say about it. He'll be joining us in a few minutes. If, it feels like uh, at the end of the year, right, they've got the open slot in December and they've got the co-main for November. I guess it would just be like wherever Covington... Yeah, and I don't uh, think they're putting a title shot under... Uh, they might put a vacant title shot under under Jones because there's no pay-per-view yeah, points there you involved go. So there. So December, cool. December for Colby and Leon, November for Yuri and Alex. Done. Booked. And then almost, Sydney, the, almost, and then sit. <laughs> God bless whatever happens in Sydney. Sydney gets uh, Sydney gets Pantoja. Eh, I'm okay with it. Um, that'll almost be two years, by the way, since Colby's last fight. If he fights in December, two years would be March of of next year. Um, Tony Ferguson, does he fight again in the UFC? Yes. Yeah, I still. Think, I think money the answer is yes, but I, I say no. I I, I hope. Oh, really? Not. I mean, watching him I having no. the, by, by his by his decision or theirs. I think there's they say no mas just thank I mean, you for your service a lot of losses they're they're tough to stomach but at this point i know and, he's uh, probably got a higher price tag than some of the you know replacement talent but like there's still probably something you like patty versus tony has been talked about isn't that a good way to like kind of get patty over it has? by who yeah a lot of people are clamoring for that on twitter Oh, clamoring, but it's not a thing that they've talked about it. No, no, no. I'm saying like this: the the fan sentiment seems to think that that's like a fair-ish matchup. I don't think so. But for Tony Ferguson, Jim Miller, UFC 300. I think uh, I think Bobby Green wants that fight. Oh, but if Tony wanted it, I think Tony would get it. No. Mm, I I feel like there's still there's still one more in there that like, but at the end of the day, ultimately it's kind of like Tony on the B side of those. So I don't know if that price tag. Tony has not been the easiest guy to deal with, and I I just think that like, what is it, six losses in a row now? Yeah, and they're just they're hard. And I and I know I feel for him. The eye poke is actually doing pretty well before that. Um, It's just a tough spot. I think it's a tough spot. I would not be. I would not be surprised if that was the end. I, this is, the, and by the way, this is like from the heart. This is not with any insider information, but you know, that's it's 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 tough. Six losses in a row, and some of them he's taking an incredible amount of damage. Um, Michael Kesa was also tough to watch. Just the performance wasn't there. Yep. I, you know, you you'd like to give him a mulligan only because the guy he's fighting is just getting better with age, and and he's not that old. He's just thirty. Kevin Holland, he's really coming into his own. And the two-year layoff is a real thing at at Kiesa's age, um, but that the submission was somewhat surprising. I know he's been submitted by that before, twice before going into Saturday, uh, but that was that was a tough that was a tough performance yeah, for Michael Kiesa, in my opinion. He, he didn't look comfortable on his feet from jump; like he just did not right. look like he wanted to fight Kevin Holland in that capacity. And how about this depressing news that I just saw? Pee Wee Herman, aka Paul Rubens, has died. Yeah, oh my god! Pre-show. I used to watch uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse and then Pee Wee's uh, Big Adventure and Big Top Pee Wee. Last night we said farewell to Paul Rubens. This is from his official uh, Facebook page. An iconic American actor, comedian, writer, and producer whose beloved character Pee Wee Herman delighted generations of children and adults with his positivity, whimsy, and belief in the importance of kindness. Paul bravely and privately fought cancer for years with his trademark tenacity and wit, a gifted and prolific talent he will forever live in the comedy pantheon and in our hearts as a treasured friend and man of remarkable character and generosity of spirit. Oh, that is such a bummer. I used to watch his show all the time. Francis, uh, what an absolute legend. May you rest in peace. That is very sad news uh, to read on this on this Monday. 
Um, all right, let's let's transition to some more uplifting uh, talk and say hello to the man who we suspect will be fighting for the UFC light heavyweight title in the very near future. He is your friend and mine, and he is so kind to be joining us all the way from Thailand, where it is currently 12.45 a.m. Tuesday morning. He's the great Yuri Prochaska here on the program with all of us. Hello, Yuri. Thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. Do you hate me right now? Are you upset that I that I, that I screw up your sleep <laughs> patterns? What are you feeling? Tell me, Yuri. Hello, everyone. Uh, no, no, everything good. Everything good. Uh, I'm not not every time like uh, doing this interview like in this time, but but for that one, uh, I I have to wake up. <laughs> okay. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, can I ask first, w- what are you doing in Thailand? I've seen you're doing some amazing things. I, I saw you with uh, you, it looked like you were getting blessed or something. You're climbing mountains. You're 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 doing all kinds of crazy stuff. What yeah. are you doing right now in Thailand? Uh, this camp is. Uh is uh directed for to 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 try my body in full in full like 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 full power like especially the shoulder yeah to to work with uh sparring partners to to make a better technique make a better technique especially in the in the wrestling because the hickman brothers are the great great wrestlers here so i'm working with them on the wrestling and uh and jitsu too and of course stand up because because uh because my next opponent is a more stand upper it looked like it's not conf- it's not confirmed yet but it looked like who, who who it will be so i'm working on everything and uh enjoying the power of nature and here is here is, here really strong and uh just curious i saw that picture of you um could you tell me what was happening there it, it looked like someone i don't want to get it wrong but it looked like someone was blessing you you were on your knees and there was a guy in front of you um i don't know if he's a like a, yeah. a monk or something who, who was that and what were yeah, they doing that's right that's right that was uh that's uh, on the mountain big buddha here in here here on phuket and uh it's like uh praying praying for 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 something and gi- and he he gives to like to people to like blessing for 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 your way yeah that's okay. that's that's all it's like it's from buddhism which is uh open religion and i'm i'm really I'm really like uh, open for for that for this uh, for this religion because it's it's religion which which working on everybody no matter who like uh, it's it's amazing religion yeah. Uh, how is the shoulder feeling right now? Shoulder feeling right now is one hundred percent. Like uh, there is like <laughs> it's. I feel it like uh, it's a superpower now because uh, I have to I have to work with the four four new muscles what I have because last last five years there was like missed my fi- five muscles <laughs> and uh, now I'm starting to work with uh, five new uh, five four new muscles and 
and it's pretty uh pretty cool yeah pretty cool and and uh but you have to learn how to how to make it how to how to work uh, like in another uh, way which which was for me last last five years uh like uh locked so so it's uh it's very new one new for me yeah uh, did you watch the Alex Pereira Jan Bohovic fight from Saturday? Did you have a chance to watch it yet? Yeah, yeah, I, I watched. I watched that. Who, who do you think won? Uh first, <laughs> first I think I thought uh, Jan, but uh, after after that I watched that like uh, to talk with uh, with uh, with another with the coaches and 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 other people. Yeah, but sometimes it's that's uh, that's the problem about the MMA. Uh, when you want to win, when you want to win decisively, you have to take it like uh, you have to take over to take it in your hand with your with your hands to not to leave it on the point. Yeah, that's that's and it. So it that's it. Right. And uh, so Alex wins. And you, you just alluded to this, but I'm just curious. Do you think in your heart that it will be you versus Alex next for the vacant title? Is that what you is that what you're feeling? Yeah, sure. No, not not sure, but it's not confirmed yet from UFC. Sure. But uh, that's that's the uh, my next next fight will be the title. So I think the Alex is the is the very good chance to 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 show the world a good title fight and uh, i like to to see him like uh, like opponent in my next in my next fight yeah i have to it. say i love this matchup i mean this is incredible with your two skill sets this is good i mean i can see no way how this is not a good fight a fun fight an entertaining fight were you hoping that Alex was going to win. Did you like the idea of Alex as opposed to Jan? Did you have a preference as to who would win based on what you wanted for your return fight? No, 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 no. For me, it doesn't matter. For me, it doesn't matter. I want to be... That's that's the thing. I want to be the best. I want to be the best. That's why I'm, I'm right now I'm working on the wrestling, but that's why I'm, why I'm working on the jitsu, ground and pound, everything to to push it to the next level and uh in a stand up too to to face whoever doesn't matter doesn't matter who so for me it doesn't matter who who's the opponent if the, if it will be Jan or or Pereira uh, if the UFC asked you, you know they they have just a few more pay-per-views left this year they asked you Yuri when do you want to fight for this vacant title when are you available what would be your response? When would you like this fight to happen? Right now, after after the messages to 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 Glover uh, with with Glover and uh, with I want I want to fight with Pereira right now because it's uh, it's uh, it seems like <laughs> is that is that second fight with Glover which not happened. No, and Pereira is his like uh, 
second version, but in a, in a stand up, in a more more in a stand up. So so let's do that. Yeah, and and when would be your preference? Like, what month would you like the fight to happen? Ah, uh, right now I'm uh, on the technical camp, so I don't know which date they have like uh, three, four, four fights. Doesn't matter. I wanna I wanna fight this year. So. Let's 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 talk about about the dates. Where is the where is the like uh, uh, the space for this fight? Okay. Uh, and by the way, uh, you you and Glover talk. Your friends? Uh, not 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 like not friend. Maybe maybe the friends, but but uh, he messaged me. <laughs> he messaged me after the fight, and he showed me the. Uh, he sent me the photo of Alex <laughs> about like respect and let's do that and uh-huh. I said I, <laughs> I said I sent him uh, the photo uh, yeah from 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 that mountain uh, Big Buddha where, where, where I was that time and I sent him oh, yeah let's go let's go congratulations Alex and uh, let's go for the fight yes uh, yeah. that will be incredible can I ask uh, what your reaction was when you found out about Jamal Hill's injury? Oh, man. That was... <laughs> first, my... First, my reaction was... Man, what's... What are you doing, man? Because <laughs> I think... It happened... Uh, does it... Doesn't matter what's the what's the reason if 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 that, but everybody saw like uh, he he uh, he have uh, like a uh, big weight. He's like uh, turned to to a big weight and uh, and uh, especially for the ankles and all these all these areas like uh, like uh, knees, ankles is uh, it's for the body. It's a very big weight. Like uh, if you. If you're turning your weight like more than normal, then the knees and ankles it's uh it's uh it's bad. So mm. that was the that was the first like uh, logical thing about that why it can happen. And uh, yeah, that that was that. And uh, I took that I took that like. Uh, Like nothing changed from from my from my uh, last like uh, uh, when I put the belt. Right. To do it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait. It all kind of comes back. But it was interesting. I thought the way you handled it said a lot about you because for the last few months, even his last post on Twitter before the announcement that he was out was like insinuating yeah. that you were taking too long, that you were afraid, that all this nonsense. And then you say to him, yeah. I wish you the best. And then he responded to you. But like, you know, over the last few months, a lot has been said about you. And you took the high road and wished him well. I, I thought it was a very classy thing that you did on your part. Yeah, that, that's, I think that's the, to be, the, just be the normal, be the normal. Because 
because everybody there, everybody in this game trying to be like uh, two, 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 two gangsters, and it's all about just to stay, stay before uh, somebody in the cage and then fight, then show me your the best performance ever you ever can do. So that's that's all about that. Not not about the uh, the speaking before. It's this is the, this is sometimes not stupid, but sometimes it's uh, like trash. Yeah, trash. Mm-hmm. Uh, before it's all said and done, Nothing. is that a fight that you would like? You versus Jamal Hill. Is that something that you would like to see happen? Yeah, yeah. I was I was prepared. I was prepared for for. Uh, but for, especially for this uh this this style of of like 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 Jamal and <laughs> I like that I I very start to started to to like that like this his style because it was very simple it was like um to give the power for every every punch and yeah but similar style have a uh, Pereira yeah but a li- little bit upgraded yeah I-, I have to say it's a little bit more like uh, more like uh, there is a more logic yeah in, in his style yeah uh, so would that mean I was just going to ask you who do you think is a tougher opponent Alex Pereira or Jamal Hill does that mean that you think Alex is a little bit tougher Oh man, that's 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 not uh, for before me right now. I, I don't wanna I don't wanna judge this judge this because okay. both of them both of them is uh, both of them is strong opponents. Both both of them is a uh, more like stand upper, and uh, right now is before me the. Pereira, so I'm taking the Pereira, like uh, like the the like the the best uh, best uh, how to say option best opponent yeah 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 best option and, and just yeah. curious uh, Alex at two o five compared to Alex at one eighty five do you think he's the same type of fighter obviously we just saw one fight at two o five but do you think there's any difference between him at one eighty five and two o five yeah, uh, sure, it's not it's not the same, but uh, this is this is something what I don't want to talk like uh, on a video here in the interview because because uh, there is uh, some points which I which I'm uh, like uh, using <laughs> for the fights these informations and okay what I. Have, what I what I need to to say that there is like uh, it's not the same man. It's not the same man. Wow, interesting. Um, and and if they called you today and said like, can you do a camp? Can you fight October, November, December? You're ready. Are you ready to start a camp? Are you like are you cleared 100? percent You can start training full, you know, full contact, no issues for a camp. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. That's it. I need to I need to uh, work me work with my body more like uh, to give it give it more more 
give my body more more like time for for recovery yeah right now this this year i started to realize that it's it's too important because before i didn't recovery well so yes i'm uh, you said october november december that's the perfect time so i will be ready for i will be 100 percent for these for these uh, months i will be ready and and uh, just curious, you know, I remember talking to you when the when the news came that you needed the surgery, and you were obviously very upset about vacating the title. And I'm just wondering if this whole recovery process went as you expected, or was it tougher than you thought it was going to be? Now that you're approaching, you know, the beginning of actually coming back and starting the camp. Now looking back, uh, tougher than you expected, easier than you expected, the same. Just curious how how your expectations kind of uh you know people with the reality yeah and understand understand man uh every time these uh things when happens or something like some injury or something like that it's i'm taking that like uh an option at opportunity to to be better to be stronger to be to to show that i want to go i want to go that way to be the strongest and uh Everything was like I like I imagined, yeah. So, so I believe that uh, that happened for like uh, for from a good reason, yeah. Because I didn't till that moment, I didn't use use my my body till to like uh, to one hundred percent. Yeah, and uh, mm-hmm. now I'm now I'm like uh, <laughs> I, I it gave me that a new chance. Are you going to do your camp in Thailand, or are you just there for a little bit and then you're going back home? Uh, I'm just here uh, two more weeks, and then I'm going back home, and then we can start like uh, just we we need to confirm the date and all these things and. Uh, then we can then we can start a, like a, like a true 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 hard camp. This is more like a technical 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 camp, yeah. Right. And uh, by the way, that mountain that I saw you climbing, I saw you climbing this mountain. Is it uh, Mont Blanc or something like that? How difficult yeah. is that? You that was, that's, yeah. that's crazy stuff, man. That that is, when was that? <laughs> Yeah, it was is uh, in Europe, the highest mountain in Europe, and uh, it was uh, it was great. It was great, man. I like like these uh, these challenges and especially the the power of mountains. And that's the that's the thing. I'm looking for 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 some uh, high attitude training center because I think that that can be the the next step on 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 the my like uh, on my way how yeah. long did that take make the 15000 feet highest mountain in the alps how long did that that whole process I take i don't know how is i don't know uh, how how long yeah for you to do that Ooh, man it's uh, for somebody's for 3 days for somebody for 2 days and we we try to 
we tried we did that for one day but it was it was like uh, up and down <laughs> yeah and it was it was it was a great yeah it was great but but strong <laughs> on the up if you are not uh, really uh, if you're not really like uh, <laughs> uh, good yeah. feeling in that That's high true. attitude then it, yeah. your body and and everything is everything is starting like so yeah headache and, and all these things doesn't matter oh but it was good unbelievable you you are a special human being my friend um one last thing could i ask and I, I i really cannot wait i i hope that this is the fight and i and i hope it happens at a time where you are both able to you know prepare and be at your best it's just a fascinating style matchup could i ask in your mind uh, how do you envision a fight versus Alex Pereira playing out? Obviously, you believe you're going to win, but how do you envision the fight playing out? What, what are you What are you thinking right now? <laughs> uh, that's the that's the my thing, and I don't like to to talk about that before I re I I do that, but. I will win. I will win. And uh, that's the thing. I don't want to. I don't want to leave that on a point. So decisively, and uh, yeah, looking for some. Doesn't matter to end it. To end the fight. Doesn't matter how. Knockout, uh, choke, whatever. Doesn't matter. That's the reason of the of the warrior to to win the battles and uh, win the battles by our will, not just um, by the judges. Yeah, right. Well, uh, good luck to you, my friend. Uh, thank you so much for staying up and uh, joining us in the middle of the night over there. Really appreciate it. Uh, we'll let you go to bed, back to bed now. And uh, really, I can't say this enough: the way that you handled. The Jamal Hill news to me was extremely impressive because I know uh, you had heard a lot and I thought it was a little bit unfair yeah. uh, over the last few months. Yeah. And the fact that you came out right away and wished him the best and didn't take a shot at him when he was down, uh, I think really said sure. a lot about you as a human being. So uh, much respect to you, Yuri, for handling it that way. Thank you. Thank you, too. Thank you. You realize these things because if there is a... No too too much people in media who realize these things because it's important because we are not like uh just uh somebody who who can put the trash on everybody and everybody and uh it's like man be normal be normal but show me the, the best yeah, that's all yeah and and thank you Zou. as well Thank you, Yuri. All the best to you. Yeah. Uh, good luck out there. Enjoy your time and can't wait to see you back. Thank you. See ya. There's the man, Yuri Prochaska. Wow, what a fight that would be. Yuri Prochaska versus Alex Pereira would be one of the best title fights of the year. I mean, how is that fight boring? Uh, I hope we see it. I hope we see it, you know, fourth quarter of 2023 and glad to hear that he's doing well. That's a serious injury and surgery that he had to uh, overcome. So uh, good on him. And uh, it's all working out here for the UFC. Obviously, you didn't want to see anyone get injured. And Frank, we have some breaking news. 
what happened there with the music? Was it a what was that? Click that on was the a trigger. Glitch. Uh, in any event, mass- this is actually massive news for those that love the business of combat sports. Just got this press release. How about this, guys? ESPN and Top Rank to bring most valuable promotions into zones. Jake Paul versus Nathan Diaz fight to ESPN Plus pay-per-view. Today, DAZN, I'm reading it, the world's ultimate sports entertainment platform and MVP announced a grand groundbreaking arrangement with ESPN and Top Rank, which will see... The mega fight between international superstar Jake Paul and combat sports icon Nathan Diaz available for purchase on ESPN Plus pay-per-view in the United States in addition to DAZN pay-per-view. How about that? ESPN Plus and DAZN coming together. ESPN Plus subscribers can purchase the $59.99 pay-per-view on the app. Obviously, you can get it on your TV, on your smartphone, tablet, wherever. Isn't that incredible? ESPN Plus and DAZN have never come together to put on something like this. This is massive business. This is from our friend Joe Markowski, the CEO, North America of DAZN. This arrangement demonstrates DAZN's, MVPs, ESPN, and Top Rank's commitment. Top Rank getting involved. Sheesh, we're going to see Big Bob Arum in Dallas. Sheesh. To bring the fragmented combat pay-per-view market together to deliver one of the biggest pay-per-view events of the year to fight fans on August 5th. DAZN is committed to bringing the biggest and best fights to the widest possible audience. We will work with broadcasters, platforms, promotional companies to deliver the most entertaining and anticipated matchups. This is something. This is something, my friends. Oh, and they're airing the live press. Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. I don't see this in the press release, guys, but we do we just bury the lead? Guys, did we just bury the lead? Does this mean what I think it means? New York Rick, yep. does this mean what I think it means? I think it does mean what what you're thinking. Does this mean we're back? We're back on the worldwide leader. Woo! Yeah. Frank, breaking news. Does, I mean, not to make, you know, far be it for me to make it all about myself, but does this mean that in the span of a week we'll be on Showtime, TNT Sports, DAZN, and ESPN Plus in, 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 in the span of a week calling boxing action? What are you guys talking about? Wow. The MMA hour is on fire. And and the show's going on the road. Oh, are we on fire or what? 16 hours to get home. Boarded the plane three times. Landed at 3.30. Went to bed at 4.45 a.m. Oh, and it was all worth tomorrow. it. It was, it was all, worth, all it. worth it. I mean, someone test me. Get you shot at the test me right now. Oh, oh. GC first pay per view. GC never been to the state of Texas. I never. mean, this is one Can't of the wait. great factoids. What are they that should be on Frank? the speaking of Frank's facts. The Lone Stars. Yes, state. sir. Uh, yes, why sir. is that? I mean, come on, it's been its own country. There's city stars on the. Do we really have to do this right now? No, I just wanted a bit on Wednesday wait, show. I'm told that Frank's going to have some factoids for us. You're damn right. He already started spitting some at me. I was like, oh, no, wait. I want to be in the state of Texas there are so when I many. hear these facts. I'm going to pull them out of a cowboy hat and read them off. Yes. Oh, that's a great idea. Someone Can we also talk about the fact yes. that Jake Paul is now 
on an ESPN Plus product opposite like UFC. Like that's interesting. Exactly. No, not only that, he fought Tommy Fury, but the 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 beautiful symmetry of him fighting Diaz, who Diaz left the UFC on, on the Plus, platform yeah. that Chael and I built. I mean, <laughs> with our hands off our backs. But I mean, you know, obviously, it's not exclusive to ESPN Plus. It's also on DAZN. So yes. It speaks to like what I think they're thinking about how big this fight could potentially be. That more people are kind of trying to get their hands in the pot, say, "Hey, let's uh, be a part of this and broadcast this." Like, it seems like business is picking up, so the expectation I imagine is is pretty high for how viable this will be as as a product. You think I could? Uh, I don't know if he left Vegas, but maybe he can reroute. I could get Marshall Mathers to do the intro <laughs> on Wednesday. Guess who's back? Can we afford back that? Again. Do we have the do we have the money for that? Yawani's back. Tell a friend. Do you think I should open up the press conference on Thursday and say, "Oh, it's so great to be back on ESPN Plus." Of course, the platform that Chill and I built, Aaron the bad guy made. Rest in peace. I've got the picture right over there on my wall. Uh, Show us. Yeah, that's exactly exactly how you should open it up. Right there. All the way down to oh, I got the picture there on my, on my wall. <laughs> no, I'm just saying I've got stuff going on. Um yeah. I mean, I can show you. Wait, wait, you want to show you something cool? Yeah. Let me show you something cool right here. Big oh, bright spot on the bookcase. Yeah. Yeah. Must be the sun. First that must be the book he's currently one of the reading. Great, this is one of the great excitements of my life. This is one of the great presents. My friend from Maude Claire gave me this. The Howard Cosell signed picture. I mean, how great is that? Is the picture signed or is the frame signed? No. How dare you? This isn't, you know... This is why it's special to do the show from home. I should push for this more often. And then, of course, how about this, which was given to me as a gift? Wow, that was pretty awesome. Still have it. Is that the announcement press release? Yeah. That the show is debuting? Yeah. ESPN Media Zone. How about that? Still got love. So this is tremendous news for the sport of boxing and for us as a a, Yeah, yeah, great news for us. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Rising tide lifts all boats. You're back on ESPN, GC. I'm agreeing with you. He's the one. I mean, they're going to call you up to do a game night hit. Yes. Live from Dallas. <laughs> call the old yes. producers. That would be so incredible. I mean, you're on you're uh, on Levitard's show doing uh, breakdowns. And my old friend uh, Tencent Tony, why not uh, on game night? Hey, as soon as the fight ends, can, uh, would you mind joining us yeah. on game night? 12.30 slot, 12.45 slot. Uh, just a reminder, at 12.45, that we will be going into a hard out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. Um, all right. Well, that is tremendous news. Congrats to all involved. Uh, let us move along now. And say hello to uh, the nicest man in mixed martial arts history, the ultimate mensch, who we are so very much looking forward to seeing back in there on Saturday. Uh, no one more disappointed than him, of course, that he couldn't fight Michelle Pereira. But as I said uh, at the top of the show and over the weekend, he made the right call. Can't keep allowing people to do this, especially after what happened back when he fought Darren Till in Liverpool. Here he is, your friend and mine, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Wonder Boy, my man, thank you so much for the time. Appreciate it. How are you smiling after all? How are you in a good mood? You should be coming on frowning, <laughs> upset. How are, is this all fake? What is going on here? No, man. Well, looking at your face right now, I'm glad to be on with you. Oh, thank and to you. And be able to chat about this a little bit. That's why I'm smiling. <laughs> I appreciate that. Very good answer. Um, okay, can we start at the beginning? At what point yeah. did you start to get any type of word feeling that he would miss weight or at least was having trouble missing weight? When did this hit your radar? Well, it kind of hit my radar, actually, the day of the uh, the press conference, right? Um, okay. You know, 
us fighters, we spend weeks trying to, you know, get our weights down. We start working our weight down as the fight gets closer, to, you know, gets closer. We start working on our weight. And just looking at him, I could tell that this guy was a lot bigger, right, than me. I was like, man, why is this, why is this, why is he looking so big right now, you know? And, I mean, it was kind of, it was kind of on my radar. I'm like, nah, he'll, be, he'll make weight. It might be a hard weight cut, but I think he'll make weight. And then, you know, Thursday night, we started our weight cut. I got down to 174, 173, 174-ish. We cut it for the night, woke up the next day, uh, which is Friday, which is day of weigh-ins. It was going to cut the rest of the poundage that morning before the 9 o'clock um, weigh-in time. So I was getting ready to get into the tub and um, got word that Michelle Fajita, um was, was not going to make weight, and he had stopped sweating. Hmm. So immediately, I'm like, oh, here we go, you know. Um, being at that weight, being, being cut down, you know, dehydrated and hearing this terrible news was just like, oh man, you know what? I'm going to think I, I'm this still in my head. I'm thinking this fight's going to happen. I'm going to make weight. I'm going to do what I said I was going to do. I'm going to finish this weight cut. We're going to go down and we're going to, we're going to, we're going to weigh in and make weight and we'll see what happens from there. So that's what ended up happening. Um, while we were down there, uh, before I even stepped on the scale, they were saying that Michelle uh, Michelle Pajeda is not going to make weight. Um, he had, I think, an hour left to make weight. He didn't make weight. Um, and there we have it, man. I mean, uh, you know, it was the last, I think he weighed 174, 174, I believe, what his weight was. And during this whole process, uh, I'm thinking in my head that this is going to happen, right? He's going to make weight. It's going to happen. And when he didn't, it was the Darren Till all over again, you know, given this guy who's ranked number 15, the opportunity to come up to fight me, which opponent guys have done in the past for me, you know, the Johnny Hendricks, the, 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 the Rory McDonald's, the, the Jake Ellenbergers. I wasn't even ranked. These guys gave me that opportunity. And I've been doing that with a lot of guys, you know, Vicente Luque, Jeff Neal, all these guys, even Michelle Fajita, who's 15, giving these guys the opportunity to come up. But I feel like it's almost like a kind of a, a slap in the face whenever whenever they don't make weight. You know, when you sign that contract, you're giving your word, a man's word, which a lot of people nowadays don't, it doesn't mean a whole lot to some people, but to me it is. It, it's, it's, it's your word that you're going to do what's on this contract to be, able, to be able to make this fight happen, and that's make weight. You got this one thing, just make weight. And I feel like this is happening way too much for fighters, to fighters, that these guys aren't. I don't know what needs to be done, but I think there should be more and greater consequences for these guys who are coming in with with no integrity and, and, and no honor to make weight, you know. And I mm. just told myself then, at the, after the Darren Till fight, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do this again. So I want to ask you about how you got to that uh, that decision, but just curious, uh, in total, off the top of your head, like you're, you're approaching around a hundred fights, right? Whether it's Pro kickboxing, amateur kickboxing, pro MMA. Do you say like you're in the ninety to eighty yeah, to hundred yeah, range? Sir. Yeah. We're Have you close. ever missed yes, weight? Sir. Have you ever missed never weight? Never missed weight. I've never missed. So weight. that must that must when, annoy you even more. Like you've been doing this for so long with more competitions probably than you know that you were involved in than than most of these guys, and you've never had any trouble. And now you have to deal with this, and you have to be the good guy to be like, yeah, sure. When, as you reference in 2018, Darren Till missed by three and a half pounds, and you lost a close fight, and and that could have very well been the difference, right? 
hundred percent. I mean, when I, when I fought Darren, I mean, um, you could see it. He was a lot bigger than me, even though we fought, it was a very close fight, but, um, the weight made a, made a, made a big difference in the outcome of that fight. You know, just, just, um, he was just a big body man and I could feel it out there and it does make a difference. You know, when you're depleting yourself and you, you, you're, you're already lean, you're going to fight camp and you have to cut, you know, 11 to 12 pounds more of water weight, you're struggling and you feel like death, your voice changes, your eyes are sinking in the back of your head, your head hurts, you're going through cramps, you step on that scale and you're still 174. And you mm. still have to make get down there. That's how I feel whenever I step on the scale and I feel like I'm 174, I still have to dig deep. I mean, there have been situations where I've been, I've dry, I've been go through uh, cases of dry heaving, um, throwing up, um, but I've never missed weight. I always dig deep and I make that weight cut. And it's funny when people say it's only three or, or it's only four pounds. That is the hardest one. That is the hardest, yeah. you know, um, pounds to lose. Those last three to four pounds is that's, that's, very, very difficult. And I go through it. Why don't these other guys have to go through it? You know, there's a, there's, there's been a lot of people out there who, have, who this has happened to, and maybe they needed the money. So they ended up taking the fight, but to me, I think it's more, it's more than, than that. Uh, it's more than that. These guys are realizing that I can do this. My knowing that my opponent will take the fight and I have an advantage. I don't have to sink down and, and deplete myself. I can start rehydrating. I feel better out there. And I think it's wrong. I think there's, I don't know what should be done, but I think there's, there's definitely more, you gotta be greater consequences than that than what's so going on. The official weigh-ins are 9 to 11 a.m. To the best of your knowledge, did he try to go back and, and make the weight, or was he done after he stepped on the scale? No, I, I do believe he he had like an hour um, to – he weighed he weighed actually um, – I think it was 174 on the, uh, on the official scale. I think he did try. But I'm not. I'm not sure exactly what happened. I don't know if it was the UFC that said no, or if it was his team that said no. He wasn't going to continue to go down. I don't remember the the what happened um, after he weighed in, right? Okay. Um, but uh, you know, when you when you when you when you when you plan a fight and you're ready for a fight, I I spend weeks before preparing for that right weeks before the training you know three to four weeks really focusing on my diet there's a whole lot that we do that people don't see so that way when you show up to the fight week you're already down at a certain weight so you know that weight cut isn't going to be as terrible right and 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 you know, there was a lot of people sending me videos of this guy you know deadlifting like heavyweight man he i mean i, I feel like he, he knew that he wasn't going to make weight that's that's all i know I feel like he knew that he was going to make weight. And I think maybe um, me taking the Darren Till fight, he thought I was going to take this fight. And, you know, you treat people how you want to, you, how you want to be treated. And I don't, I want everybody to know right now in the 170 division that if you're going to fight me now, you better be on weight or it's not going to happen. I'm in uh, a situation now, a, a place in my career where, you know, I want to fight fairly, man. I don't want to play any games. I, I don't. I don't want to play any games. I've been here 
in the UFC for 11 years, been fighting for a very long time, and I, just, and I don't want to play any games anymore. I want these guys to take it seriously. I want these guys to do it honorably, to show integrity and, and professionalism. And that's what the sports is, is about. That's what martial arts is supposed to be about, right? And that's how I see it. Uh, can you tell me about how you got to the decision of saying what you just said here? Like, you want to fight fairly. You don't want to go forward with it. At any point, did you actually consider taking the fight? And how did you end up, you know, like, what was the process like to end up saying, you know, when we got the the, the post on Friday afternoon that you were not going to take it, which, again, I agree with 100%. But I'm just curious if at any point it was like a roller coaster where you actually thought of taking it and didn't. And I'm sure your dad was involved oh. and your manager was involved. What was that process yes, like? Yes, sir. Well, it's a it, it, it's a very frustrating process because um, you know everybody knows what happened with 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 Till, and I told myself yeah. then after that fight, I will never do this again, never let this happen again, right? And then, you know, when I found out that he didn't make weight, you know, during this whole process that morning when I found out that he was dry, that he was struggling, I don't think he'll make weight. In my head he's still going to make weight. So the fight's still happening. And then you keep going back and forth. Like, there's no way this guy's going to make weight. There's no way. The dude's 177. There, there's no way this guy's going to make, you know, you know what? You, you got to get that out of your head. This guy's going to make weight. It's going to happen. And then it's kind of this back and forth thing where the fight's happening. It's not going to happen. The fight's happening. It's not going to happen. Then you're thinking about your coaches, right? You're thinking about your teammates who sacrifice their bodies to help you get to where you're at, you know? the sparring, the training, the coaches who, you know, spend that time training you when they could be with their family. So you think about them. I want to do this for them. I'm thinking about them. They're thinking about me. Don't, don't do it. We told ourselves we're not going to do it. It's a roller coaster of emotions at this point, you know? And it's like, at this point, um, you're not even mentally ready to step out there after all this is going on, you know? Um, all this was going on from 7 a.m. that morning till about four to five o'clock before the, 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 um, the, the weigh-ins, the, the fan weigh-ins. So about 10 hours of up and down, up and down, up and down. It's going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's going to happen. It's not going to happen. And at some point, you know, actually the entire time, it's great to have a team that I have because they were behind me a hundred percent, you know? You've been in this game long enough. You shouldn't be playing these games. And um, you should set a precedent that whoever fights you sh should know if they don't make weight, then you're not going to fight them. Hmm. And I see this a lot happening to a lot of other fighters and not being done. You know, these guys take it for whatever reason, but um, it's getting to the point where I, I don't know. I don't know any, I don't, from what I hear, those guys that don't make weight, most of, most of the time they end up winning the fight. But I don't know if that's true or not. But that's 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 just what I hear. So um, if you sign that contract, be honorable, man. Show integrity. If that that's your word, you should you should abide by. It. You should do whatever you can to make that weight. How, how did the UFC handle the news when you guys told them? You know, uh, of course they they were. I feel maybe they were upset because you know there are there. Are, their number one goal is to put on a show, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I, I'm disappointed, obviously, that what what happened. I'm more upset that the fans didn't get what they want. We do this 
for the honor, for the glory. We do this to put on a show for the fans. And that was my goal, taking this fight, right? I'm thinking this is going to be another fight of the year, just like the Kevin Holland fight, right? It's going to be it's going to be awesome. Three five-minute round war. People are going to love it, and they're going to be talking about this for weeks and weeks to come. That was the plan. And for it not to happen, man, very disappointing, man. I feel I feel sorry for the fans because you know they're showing their frustration as well. But I'm getting such positive feedback from them saying that I did the right thing, and uh, that means the world to me. So if you're watching this, I really do appreciate. You, everybody's kindness and and I'm glad that you're behind my back and and uh it, it it's um it's awesome man it's awesome could I ask uh did you receive any kind of payment for your troubles um at this point my management is talking with the UFC um nothing yet I know Dana White's on vacation you know that guy's a the workaholic so well deserved but I feel like the UFC is going to going to do right by me. You know, I, I, I've done everything that I'm supposed to do. And, you know, I've tried to be as honorable as possible when it comes to signing my contracts and abiding by it and doing what the UFC has said and want, want, and I've done what they wanted of me. And, uh, I feel that they're going to, they're going to do right by me. So that things are still in talks. Uh, I think, I think, uh, um, they're waiting for, for Dana White to come back from, 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 what his vacation and, and we'll go from there. But, uh, no, at this point, nothing. Yeah. Will you be disappointed no, if it stays that way? 100%. 100%. Yes, sir. I'll be disappointed. Uh, I don't think I don't, I don't who wouldn't be right. Mm. When you show up and you're on point, you have done nothing wrong and your opponent has. And, um, you know, it would just it would just really stink if uh, if if that was the case. But you know, me being the positive guy that I am, I feel like they're going to do right by me, and and that's why I'm still smiling, still smiling right now. So, got to keep on so keeping well. on, Ariel. Amen, amen to that. You know, you talked about like things that need to be done, and I agree. And I don't know what the answer is. One thing that I think is a very simple answer to all of this is the predicament that you're in now, which is. If you make weight and your opponent doesn't, to me, it should be in the contract that you're getting X amount. If it's whatever that number is, is it 50? Is it is it three quarters? Is it your show? Whatever your deal is, you should know that when you step on a scale and make weight, regardless of what he does, you're getting something, right? That Like that should yes. be, there shouldn't even be this negotiation now. To me, it should be black and white. You did your job, as you said. You're the pro. You made way. You did everything that you said you were going to do when you signed that contract. There should be some sort of obligation on on the promotions part. This is not a UFC only thing. Every promotion deals with this sort of thing. They should say, "All right, yes, sir. you did it. He didn't. You should get paid." Like to me, it would be a travesty uh, if you don't I get agree. something for your troubles. And to me, it should be honest. I don't know what your deal is. It's not. You know, but like, if it's a show win thing, at the very least, you should get a show. But to me, you should get the show and the win because they were already. You know, that money was already allotted. It was already accounted for. If you would have won, you would have gotten everything. So to me, you won the fight. You won the fight. He didn't show up. You won the fight. You should get 100%. Do you need me to make a call, Steven? I can make a call if you'd like. Or is Audie on it? It's up to you. Thank you. I'm Thank sure you're you. in capable hands. I love it, man. I appreciate you, but I'm, I'm glad to, that you're, you, you got my back as well, Ariel. 
course. And I know you're not the type to, to talk about the things that I'm sure this particular portion of the conversation isn't your favorite, but you did what you signed up to do. And it, it breaks my heart when I see these headlines of like, oh, you haven't been paid yet or you're waiting. Like, what? You should, you should have left with a check. You should have left with yes, a sir. check. There should be, yeah, there should be something more black and white in the contract, like yes. you said. So that way you're, you're, the fighter's covered, right? If anything right. happens, you're covered because a lot of people don't realize what is involved when it comes in running a, a camp for a fight, how much money right. you spend the people that you bring in to help train you, the coaches, right? Your strength. Cause I got, I got five coaches and plus a nutritionist plus my physical therapy, you know, that, that, that I spend more on now, you know, um, I was the oldest guy on the card actually this past weekend. Wow. Um, yeah. Which I thought I, I didn't even think about it until somebody brought it up. It's like 13 days older than, than John Blah uh, Jan Blahovich, which, uh, you know, we're both 40, but still I was the oldest guy on the card. I'm like what? But I spend, you spend a lot of money. Yeah. on on preparing for a fight it's and you know i try not to think about it but man and people don't know what you go through and how much it uh, a camp is so just just you know just going through that and for this to happen is 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 crazy man you know and it, it's not the same it's not the same one of my most all-time favorite moments and probably feelings is walking through an airport after a fight mm. and barely walking I've got bumps, I got bruises, but I'm loving every minute of it. The 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 glory, the 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 feelings that you feel that you just did something, and I didn't get that man. You know, because nothing happened. I I did everything that I was supposed to do, and walking to that airport yesterday sucked. That I wasn't able to go out there and put on a performance. You know, I was just going to ask it, you that it, question. What is it like being back home now, and you're fresh face? There's not like you didn't get that release, right? And you didn't get that glory no. walk. This this Nothing. is probably a worse feeling think... than a loss. Is it a worse feeling than a loss potentially? It is wow. worse than a loss because at least after a loss, I know I went out there and gave it my all. I know that I have feedback that I can go back and work on some, something after that fight. I got nothing. I got nothing from this, you know, um, but just disappointment because everybody around you is disappointed and you feel it, you know, the fans – the, the, your coaches that I'm walking back with, my dad, my coaches, you know, everybody, me, I, uh, I'm back here at the school right now, the disappointment in the kids' eyes who really weren't able to see Mr. Stephen fight. Parents, you don't get any of that. So it, it sucks, man. It really does. Uh, did you stick around? Did you go to the fight? I didn't. I didn't even want to go to it, to be honest with you. Wow. Um, um, but you were in Salt Lake City. You just didn't go to the arena. I was. Wow. Didn't what did you arena. do? Did you even watch it? I just hung out. I hung out in my hotel room, man. Watched wow. the movies. I finished up. You know, you're getting your body rehydrated, drinking and drinking water, and 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 just just eat, doing nothing, man. I didn't even. I didn't. I was so. I was so bummed. I didn't want to go out there and see the other guys. You know, go through those emotions that I should be going through right now. You know, yeah. the the glory of a the glory of a of a win and, or, or even a loss, uh, hanging out afterwards and just seeing their faces of that victory they got in the cage. That should have been that should have been me. I should have been out there. Uh, right. So I was, man. I'm not even gonna go, bro. <laughs> I don't I'm not even did gonna you, go. Did you hear from Michelle? I haven't heard anything yet. 
No, no, I haven't no, heard no, of no DM, uh, no, no apology, apology, no text. No, nothing. No, nothing. Uh, so, would you, you know, would you consider fighting him again? No, no. I and the reason for that, I wouldn't because I gave him I already gave him the opportunity. I gave you the shot, not only the shot, but I gave you a chance to beat a veteran out here. I, I, it's, I hate saying that, you know, but. To, 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 to prove yourself to the UFC, to the fans that you deserve to take the spot, to move up the rankings. And now you show me that you don't deserve it. So I'm, I'm, I'm not going to give you that chance again. There's more, there's other guys out there who are more deserving, you know, JDM, you got Ian Gary, you know, um, a lot of these guys that are coming up are more deserving than that. These guys make weight, hmm. you know, they, they do, they do what they say where they're, they're going to do. Uh, and so I know you just went through a camp, but not a fight. How quickly do you want to get back in there? Like if they offered you something today in the near future, are you down? Do you want to take a break now? What are you thinking? What are you feeling? Yeah, man. You know, uh, there, I saw a lot of fans asked me to go to, to Australia. I'm like, no, that's in five weeks. I mean, to be able to cut that weight again, plus an 18 hour right. flight, plus the time I'm like, I think that would be too soon. But I, I feel like, what I want to do, especially for the fans and for the UFC, I think at Madison Square Garden in November would be awesome. So that's what, three months? Let's go, baby. Um, I think uh, that would be an amazing fight card to be able to be on and give the fans what they want for for, for this whole debacle this past weekend. One of the biggest cards this th it was this past weekend, you know, mm -hmm. to be able to be on that performing. And it, a lot of eyes were on that. So um, I think MSG is it. So I, I would love to get on that, you know, come back here, get the body right, get right back into it, and let's get after it. Madison Square Garden is my plan. Against who? Ah, oh, man, I don't care. Just not, just not, just not Michelle Fajeda. <laughs> he doesn't deserve it. He doesn't deserve it. I gave you the shot, man. But you would be into an Ian Gary, a JDM, someone who is lower than you in the rankings, younger. You're open to those fights. A lot of guys in your position wouldn't be. Yeah, well, I mean, look at the last guys that I faced. I mean, these guys were all ranked below me. Bilal was below me. Vicente Luque, um, Jeff Neal, uh, Kevin Holland. I think the, everybody but Gilbert Burns was below me at that point. So, I, I, you know, my goal is not to be the gatekeeper, but I am willing to give these guys an, uh, a, a shot at coming up, right, uh, at proving themselves. Um, and to be able to be on a card where – Leon Edwards is fighting Colby Covington, another welterweight shot. You know, you give me, you give me anybody plus another guy, I could be looking at another title shot, right? That's always the goal. Always the goal. Even, yeah. And, you know, people are saying he's 40s washed up. Did you see my last performance? Mm -hmm. Did you see what Kevin Holland is doing to these dudes now? Like, I'm not, I'm not taking any easy fights, guys. You know, um, I'm still, I'm still there. I still feel great. My body feels great. I still feel fast. I'm still improving in the gym. Like, um, that's always the plan is always the goal. Yeah. And I'm sure that's part of the frustration here, right? You, you obviously yeah. feel great, but you don't have 10 more years of this left. So every one no. of these counts, you're on a roll, you're coming off a tremendous win over a guy who's on fire right now. Uh, you were robbed of that. And, uh, it sucks. And I'm sure you had some people trying to put some pressure on you to take the fight. Come on. It's only three pounds. 
You made the right call in yes, my sir. opinion. You made the it's right funny call. they say that. It's only three pounds. Well, if it's only three pounds, cut the three pounds. <laughs> yeah. <that's laughs> you know what I mean? If yep. it's only three pounds, I'm already here. You know, then cut the three pounds. It's funny because people are like, oh, are you scared to fight him? I'm like, man, I if I was scared, I wouldn't have fought the guy in the first place. Yes. I wouldn't sign that Why'd you go through all right. that? Right. What made the way. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, it's funny, you're... man. It's funny what people say. Yeah. Don't pay too much attention to it. Uh, you're a class act. We're all behind you. You made the right call, Steven. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on here. Really sorry it didn't pan out, but hopefully you get that MSG fight. It would be a nice story as well. Right the wrong of a few years ago, back at the Garden uh, you know, where you fought Tyron the first time uh, and then you get a big win there. So that would be a nice way to end the year. So thanks so much. Good luck to you. And let me know if you need me to make a call about that whole, you know, payment thing. I'm happy to do so on your behalf. <laughs> You're the man, Eric. I appreciate you guys. <laughs> Thank you, Stephen. There he is, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. The very best. Who's better than him? What a nice guy. Hard to uh, argue with anything that he said because, uh, I mean, he went through it back in 2018. He absolutely went through it. He lost a razor-thin decision to Darren Till in Liverpool and Michel Pate is a massive guy. He's a gigantic guy who should probably start thinking about fighting at one, uh, 185. I mean, he's just a big boy for 170. Imagine going through all of that and not getting that release, not getting that fight. He's had some issues before making weight, uh, missed weight prior to the Tristan Connolly fight. I'm talking about Pereira here. Uh, has fought at catch weights before. Has fought at middleweight. Has uh, has fought at 176 in the past. He's a big boy, and he's on a roll too. And it's a shame he's won uh, five fights in a row, coming off a split decision win over Santiago Ponzinibbio. We talked about this last week. Quietly putting together a nice little winning streak here at 170. But uh, Stephen Thompson deserves better. And don't get me started on the payment stuff. The payment thing is like, that should be, oh, the fight's not happening. I'm getting 50%. I'm getting three quarters. I'm getting my show. I'm getting my win. I'm getting this. I'm getting whatever it is. There should be no negotiation, in my opinion. You should know exactly what you are dealing with. All right, let's move along now and talk about someone who did fight and who did win and had a very impressive win uh, to boot. Big fight against Tony Ferguson. Bobby Green, of course, we spoke to him after the uh, the frustrating conclusion to that Jared Gordon fight back in April, back on a big pay-per-view, back in a city that means a lot to him and his career back in Salt Lake City and got the big win over Tony Ferguson. Bobby Green joining us right now on the program to talk about it all. Hello, Bobby. Thank you so much for the time. Congrats on the win, my man. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Uh, so uh, a big fight for you on a big stage against a veteran of the sport. Uh, I know, before, maybe, you know, there were some ups Really fast before you say, I don't even want you to get your topic because you were just going to continue on to your last topic you just said. Oh, please. Um, I would love your thoughts. Um, I fought Jim Miller on two weeks' notice. I cut 35 pounds in two weeks, you know? And uh, I made weight. But after making weight, I went to the doctors and I passed out. But I thought I made the scales, so I was going to get paid. And I didn't get anything, you know? That's mm -hmm. how it goes. So that's yeah, I agree saying. with you. Bit of a different story, though, because like in this case with Wonderboy, his opponent was the one that couldn't make the walk, right? Yeah. So yeah, is it fair yeah, for him yes. to walk I, away no, with I'm nothing? Saying similar situations. And, and yeah. also, I would like it if, if you touch that scale, you're official, you know? You get the guillotine. You should get something. Some, yeah, at least that. Some it's percentage. Contracted, something. It's contracted to that. It's contracted to that. So you showed up and you made the scale. So I would think it would be that, you know, 
But anyways, I right. just wanted to continue no, on that. No. I mean, you've seen it all. You've done it all in this game. How do you feel about the fight on Saturday? Are you are you happy? Obviously, happy with the win, but are you happy with the whole body of work? Um, I'm sorry, that's my air conditioner. I don't want to make it. No I didn't hear anything, so don't worry about it. Okay. Okay. Cool. Oh, there's my. Um. And so I feel. I feel like two bit of feelings. You know, two feelings. You know, um, they're talking about this eye poke. I was reading. You know the reviews. Sometimes I like to see, like, I'd be a critic and know what my people are thinking. So I feel two ways. One is Tony said I intentionally poked him. You know, like there's a narrative that I intentionally poked him, and then that threw his momentum off, and then from there the fight just went my way. Um, I disagree with that. I felt I was doing so much more than that the entire fight, but but I, um. The point is that I feel like, uh, one, is that if you argue with this guy who, like Sean, Sean Strickland just put out a post, he said, who are the most insane, either Tony Ferguson or Diego Sanchez? Those guys have been known for the being the most craziest of the two. And guess he won by 75%, you know, on Sean's polls. I don't have anything to do with right. me anything or not trying to get some crazy. It's on his stuff polls. Um, anyway, and so what I'm saying is if you argue with a crazy man, you're probably crazy, you know? And so I'm not going to argue with him, you know. On one side of it, it's like, he's got what is there that he thinks I'm intentionally trying to do this to to, to do this for this fight, you know. Um, so I'm not going to argue with him on that aspect. He's crazy with that, but you can't argue with crazy. The other part of the side of it, I feel like I'm sad. And I'm sad because it's a mark on my body of work, you know. Um, it sad means that he thinks that it would go differently, it saddened me that it now puts all this different lack on my uh, set of skills, you know? And I truly believe skills pay the bills. Skills mm -hmm. pay the bills. I don't need to cheat no guys. You know, my, my skills pay the bills. Uh, trust me, I rely on skills. I don't rely on on, on athletics or, or I don't rely on this and that. The skills in this real, real, a lot of things that you guys don't understand is happening, you know? And so I feel bad because I did do the do the eye poke. I felt bad that it happened. I felt bad that it's staining this, you know? And so I feel terrible in a way. I feel sad about the fight that he feels that way or people feel that way, you know? It makes me sad, you know? But on the other side, I'm like, I just can't argue with people who think that I would try to deliberately do this. Like, can't argue, you know? He's going to say, I'm like, I've had a history, like, one thing I want to explain to the, the the audience is that this, guys, listen, check this out a little bit. You do two things. One is, is this is not the same sport as basketball. I understand there's rules, you know, in basketball where it's like, hey, you are hacking that guy. You were doing a little too much excessive aggression. There's too many more uh, factors in MMA, you know? When it's this wrestling, there's the boxing, there's the clinching, there's the everything that happens in between getting up and, and down and blah, blah, blah. There's so many different factors that, like, sometimes for it, check this out. Say we're fighting, right? Normally, mm -hmm. a guy moves his head. In boxing, I'm going to think, oh, go here, or here, or here, or here. But now that we're doing MMA or we're wrestling, I will go, he goes his head like this. I'll be like this. You know, I'll would, I would freeze him, you know, if we were wrestling. Now we're talking about MMA. So now I have to do a combination of the both. <laughs> oh, no, it's not a takedown or is it a takedown because he dips his head, you know? And mm -hmm. so what happened was he jumped for a second. I wasn't ready and I kind of, and I, I was going to throw a punch too. He was going to throw a punch too. Uh, the second part about it is, when I throw my punches, why they're so fast is that throwing, like Bruce Lee said, you float the hand through and then you snap, 
you know, you throw it and snap it at the end. And so mm. sometimes that can happen. And, oh, he got a little too close. Sometimes I've jammed my hand up because the guy was a little too close and it bent up or about like, cause it's, it's, it's real light until he goes into the last second, you know? And so sometimes those things are going to be off. It just happens in fighting. It happens for all of us, you know? Um, I got a headbutt twice in there with him. Never complained. I never said, hey, Hook, what are you doing? He got my gloves a few times. I never complained. It's a fight. I expect that I'm trying to take your fucking head off. I'm going to kill you. You're going to do anything impossible that you can to, to, to make it work for you. That's fine. Only person I've ever got offended with was when I fought Jakar. And Jakar was a friend of mine. And so it hurt me in here. I'm like, brother, I would never cheat you. Why would you cheat me? Like, that's why I believe in fighting in honor. So I don't want to ever look as a cheater or a dirty guy. Trust me, I fight with honor. I even try to ask him after, like, are you good, bro? Like, I give him the knuckles and stuff. Like, no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. You know, it would never be my intention. You know, I really don't mean to ever fight in those ways. Go ahead, sir. I'm sorry. No, no, this is great. I, I appreciate you just kind of, because I, I saw his post as well. I'm sure you read it, right? Did you read the entire post? And when you saw yeah. it, like, uh, what was your, it's, 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 I don't, feel... don't argue with a crazy man. He's crazy. Right. He said he had a chip in his teeth or in his leg or something like that. He's crazy. You know, I had a mind lying to him. I said, take them sunglasses off. That's how you tripped over a cord. And that's how he messed himself up last time. I'm like, this guy's crazy. You didn't learn. You didn't learn the first time. You know, take the goddamn sunglasses off in, in the house, you know? <laughs> anyway, go Do ahead. You fe- no, because uh, I don't feel like the public is trying to take away the win from you. I would argue this is one of your most most impressive wins, like in terms of name. This one, Ally Quinta, you've had some big ones, but in terms of like who he is in the sport, this is a big W for you on a big stage. This are you, is a no, paper no, no. Are you reading it? You're not reading the comments. You know, the comments. You have uh, to understand. I, okay, he fought I don't the five world best. They're trying to say that now. They're trying to say now that he fought me that he's done, right? That he was just uh-huh. washed up, especially in the fact that I tapped him. That I tapped him. Well, I, you know, you actually yeah. subbed him. He never tapped, so it's or subbed him. Credit put him to you. Yeah, yeah. I put him in the yeah, yeah. Either way, yeah. you're done. You know, you died. You know, I killed him. If you want to put it that way, you died. Mm-hmm. You know, and so now people want to discredit my jujitsu. You know, um, that's something that I've been working on. First thing I started was a wrestler. I started as a wrestler. I can wrestle with these guys, and then I started with jujitsu, and I could jits with these guys. But striking was last. And everybody's like, you're a striker, you're a striker. I'm like, no, I was all these other guys. But depending on the coaches that I'm around and who I'm working with, you'll see the results in my, in my, in my what I do. And so lately, I've been working with this black belt coach for the Jared fight. I was going to tap Jared ass out. I wanted to do that, have a fight, choke his ass out. Then the second one now, I'm like, man, I've been working with this black belt guy, and it just happened to work. Everything, every part of the ground, we did. He worked me through everything, bro. It was like exactly what he said. And so, I was at home when he was trying to put me in the triangles. Sometimes he was grabbing my glove and pulling my arm in for a triangle. He was pulling my glove, and I'm like, I didn't bitch. I didn't complain. I just fucking fight. It's a fucking fight, guys. This is not any other sport. It's not a sport. It's a fight. Stop. There's going to be some things that are going to happen. Like one time he slipped his head around, and he came up, and bow. And he hit me like that under the jaw. He said, hey, bro, watch your head. Just keep it going. It's a Mm. fight. So, so Bobby, on this Monday, do you not – feel like how like usually after a big win you're probably up you're happy everything smells good tastes good your your demeanor here suggests that like you're not really enjoying 
you know, the spoils of no. beating a guy like Tony Ferguson. No, not very no, happy. no, 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 not at all. Not at all. Uh, I'm not trying to enjoy it. You know, when you start sitting and enjoying stuff starts passing me by, I don't know. I'm, I'm focused, you know, I'm focused on doing this again. I just got like, I, I watched the fight for the first time just so I could trick, critique everything that happened. So first of all, he didn't drop me, but people think like he dropped me in the first round. No, I was throwing a, a low leg kick at the same time he threw a jab and just knocked me off balance. You know, I jumped right back up, boom, you know, it's just a, a knock off balance type of thing. But, and it's a jab. He didn't hit me with like a two and blast me, you know? And so people like, he dropped you in the first round. So I'm like, already people, I know people are thinking he dropped me. So I had to work more. But what the point I'm trying to get to is that after this fight, it, it just made me really realize how much more I can do. I'm really coming, Ariel. I'm coming. Trust me. This is different. This one's going to be different now. I, I'm just like, oh, okay. I got back to a crowd now. You guys been putting me in, in, in a shitty situation. Everybody keeps trying to discredit. I'm going to keep showing you guys. I'm going to show you. Nah, let me, I'm just going to cook for a second. Please. So I was on a three-win streak, I think it was, when I beat Naz, Nazareth, whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I was on a three-win. And then after that, they asked me to do the Islam fight on 10 days' notice. You know what I'm saying? I'm fighting. They're training for 10 days. Set my way back down. Hands all busted. Look at my hands right now. Hands all busted yeah. and swollen and shit, you know? I got to go fight Islam right now in 10 days. All right, I'll go do it. I'll go do it. I jumped and did that for you guys. Even then, I didn't go on like you know, bitch. I didn't tap. I was trying to fight. The rest, I thought the rest stopped early. Whatever, cool. That one's done. On to the next one. I get my hand surgery. Hand surgery on this hand. Literally a month or two after the fight, I'm getting a call for Dover. I'm like, talk to all my coaches and all my people. I'm like, I don't think it's a good idea. They don't think it's a good idea. I say no. They call me back two weeks later. I say, listen, I am no bitch. I don't know what y'all doing. Why y'all asking me again? Send them. Don't you know? I don't want nobody to ever think they can say my name and get away. I got a list, and every guy who said my name, he will get it. Okay, make sure you mark my words. Every person that said my name will get that opportunity. I haven't forgot about you. You're not going nowhere. Those are the guys I want to fight. The guys who put you putting their name in my mouth and said something. Whoever had the the courage to say my name, it's on. Who's that list? Can you tell us who that list is? Who's on it? You want me to tell you? Okay, yeah. uh, I know that Viam guy said it. I don't even think he's on my level yet to, to be even fight. Like, I'm that name. I'm not going to ever say Patty, okay? So we're going to lift that out the window. Patty's, I'm the name, okay? I'm the guy. Uh, when I look at the numbers, I look at the interviews and watch how the interviews go. When you put my shit out there and then their shit, I'm like, I ain't going to lie. Most of them, I be beating them, bro. I be beating them. I'm like, I got that move. This is what this is what I do. I, I just do me. And so with that being said, Siam is one of the names. He put it out there. He said my name. I'm like, bro, you will get the opportunity. Uh, number one on the list, I'm going to go number one, Moy Connell. He's going to get it. You know, he said Bobby Green. He went out there and picked and said my name. Bro, I heard you. I'm like the candy man. Say my name and I shall appear. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Uh, all this talk after the fight about, you know, Ferguson should consider hanging. Do you feel like that's disrespectful towards you? Do you feel like that's taking something away from the victory because they're saying, oh, he's he's done now because he just lost to Bobby Green. Yeah. Is that how you're taking and, it? And especially because he got tapped, you know, especially because he, yeah. oh, he got choked, you know, because they're like saying like, oh, well, is he even jujitsu's not even there? No, I trust me. I tap black belts out all the time. Like, this is what I do. I just, I haven't been able to level up because my coach says, you don't do enough gi. I am a no gi guy. I don't want to like run, get my clothes all held on to and like, man, that's not how it goes. Like, no, nah, I don't want to do that, you know? And so I'm still a purple belt. 
But you throw me out there with some black belts, and I'll give them a fucking run for their money. Do you want to do this again? You're, like, is that of interest? I don't think they're going to go that route, but would you, you fight him again? again? Yeah. Fight him again? Fuck yeah. I'll beat any, I'll fight anybody I've ever fought again. It'll go worse. Watch anybody I've ever fought again, it got worse. The only person, Lando Venata, I, I went from beating him up to knocking him out. You know what I mean? And whooping his ass. It's going to get worse. I promise. I already caught your timing now. I figured you out. It's over. How how would you describe where you're at now? You 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 seem very confident, and everyone's going to get it. You have the list. Is it all? Do you feel like it's all coming together for you in your career? You've been doing this for so uh, long. Listen, listen, listen. Been... I'm not confident. I'm not none of that. Because uh, confident makes people think that you're saying you're cocky and arrogant and all this and no. talking like that. No, listen. I'm focused and and and, and I'm angry. I want to come back like, soon. Let me ice these hands down a little bit, and I'm coming back. I'm trying to get back September the ASAP. Soon as somebody fall out, call me. Call me, and I'll hop in, okay? I'm trying to get back soon. Go back to work and show y'all, this ain't nothing. I'm going to show y'all, that ain't nothing. I'll do this shit again. I'll run it back again. Let's go. Uh, are you worried that the, the hand is broken? I was slamming him some hammer fists on his head. You know, I yes. thought I was going to fish him up there. That's the thing. Other than too, my, my, my dad has always told me, you got a cold-ass ground and pound. I don't never show nobody none of this shit. Like, I'll be just doing like, like this little demand dance to you guys. I got skills. Like, I want to show you my ground pound different than everybody else's, you know? And so, mm. anyway, my hand, I don't know. We got to go get that shit iced down and we'll figure it all out. You know, I'm trying to spend time with my kids. Bro, first thing I just got off the plane, call my big mama, say, bring all my kids. Bring all my kids. You know? Bring all my kids. Yeah. And uh, they're right here right now. I'm going to cook for them. And then we go to Knoxbury Forum. I'm trying to be oh, the dad nice. of the year, just like I'm the fight of the year. And so, especially if I'm going to get back to work, I got to hurry up, spend some daddy time. All right, daddy time. I get back to fucking work again, you know? I feel you. I feel you. And I don't want to take too much time away from daddy time, so we won't keep you much longer. But uh, just curious, I, I heard a great story. You told this amazing story, which, to be honest, I didn't know. Like, obviously, we've been watching you for so long, but in the post-fight press conference, you talked about Salt Lake City and training with Jeremy Horn. I saw you give him a shout-out and going to the movies with Matt Hughes and Jeremy Horn and Robbie Lawler. This is amazing stuff. You you just hanging out in Salt Lake City. I think you said you you kind of fell in love with a Mormon girl there, and you fell in love with Salt Lake City. You <laughs> Salt Lake City is a great movie or something. I don't know what it is, but uh, how long did you spend there, and and what was it like for you to be back in this place where you kind of you know had some really special moments and win on a stage like that? Yeah, yeah. So like it was like uh, I was there for like two years. Um, my dad had uh, went to prison for two years, and so I didn't have a coach no more. And so I went out there. He sent me out there to go train with Jeremy Horn. He's like, I just figured this guy would be good for you. I'm like, okay. I really don't know much, you know. I'm kind of still figuring things out. I'm the king of cage champ. I got like four world titles from different places, like one from Mexico, one from over here. I got like four world titles. But these guys are UFC guys. It's a totally different level. They're finally getting there with other guys that can compete at that level. And so I hung out with him. He was awesome. He taught me so many different things, you know. Um, I ended up meeting this little Mormon chick and. And, and, and things cropped off at us, so I would go back home to Cali, see my kids, and then drive 11 hours back to uh, wow. Salt Lake and be out there and shit, you know? Yeah, I got caught a couple times, you know? I went to jail one time, got out of jail, drove, still made my fight. It's crazy. I, it's all crazy, long stories, but yeah, Salt Lake has always been my, like, little spot that I liked, like, being at where I could still drive or pull up, you know? And so I would hang out there and shit and train, you know, do my little thing, go to little clubs, little bars there, and so... One day I was at a show on February, I think it was, 
And everyone's like, hey, what's up, Bob? 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 I'm like, man, hey, remember me like that. Okay, cool, cool. I'm going to do a show out here. It's going to be dope if I ever do a show. Coincidentally, it came up. That's amazing. By the way, can I ask um, what what uh, led you to going to jail in Salt Lake? I mean, it's pretty like sort of vanilla place. What did you do in Salt Lake that led to the jail time? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, I was just speeding. I, ah. I was driving. Uh, I guess like, yeah, it was 11 hours. I was like 11 hours and shit. And I was fucking like, just driving my ass. So they caught me doing like 107, I think it was. Oh, damn. And so they took okay. my car. <laughs> and then uh, this is when I was fucking like just young and fucking wild, bro. I yes, calm down. Yes. But yeah, they took my car and shit. And then uh, uh, the, this crazy part is the officers, they made me give them a thousand bucks. And they said they wouldn't take, impound my car. They would leave it at the jail. So when I got out, so I went that night, they took me in jail and shit. I stayed the night. When I got up in the morning, I got outside in the car. Right there. I was like, cool. I had a little uh, pack of blunts I had rolled and I felt on the seat. I looked in there. I found that bitch. I was like, cool. I drove out their parking lot, parked up, and lived driving back to Utah. I had a fight coming up that like in two weeks. I took a fight on like two weeks notice. Right. That is incredible. Uh, by the way, was uh, the Mormon girl at the fight? Did you invite her? Uh, nah, 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 nah. I don't, I don't like, I don't like to invite girls to my shows. Like, to be honest, okay. it's like, uh, 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 something that's like a superstition. Like, my coaches always told me, you don't go see your women or nothing like that until after the fight. Like, we used to have stat yeah. girls and you'd be a girlfriend. And then, then, like, I realized they make you all soft. You go all kissy with your girl and shit, trying to, like, and then you got to wrestle with just, uh, so my coaches always like, no, see them after, you know? And that's what I'm Interesting. To. What about your kids? Do you bring them to your fight ever? No, um, not yet, not yet. I was gonna put one of them in front, and I was like, "Nah, he has to be 18." I just found out, so yeah. Oh, wow. But I'm gonna do it soon. Okay. Yeah. Um, and was Jeremy at the fight? Jeremy, yeah, he was there. He was there. Oh, that's cool. You have to get the message and everything. That's incredible. So, so you wanna? So what so, I was telling him in the message, I was trying to say like he taught me all these different things. Somebody said I was dissing him, and I was like, "Nah, it's not a diss." What I was saying was, it was. He taught me all these different things. He was saying, but Bobby, one day your speed and your reaction is going to go. You need to learn all these other fundamentals. I got those fundamentals too. And I do these things. And like what I was trying to make a funny joke was, I still uh, I still got it was what I was saying. You know, like they ain't left yet. You know, it ain't left yet. It's still here. You know, I got Absolutely. that speed. I'm the fastest guy in the division. You showed that on uh, Saturday. I was going to say, all right, next up, UFC 300, Jim Miller. But you just said you want to come back and – September. So you like you might Jim get a couple Miller's, more Jim fights. Jim Miller's on the list too. Jim Miller's yeah. on the list too. Jim Miller's on the list too on three hundred. Yeah, but that's I think like I think I still can do a show before three hundred. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean that's March April we're talking. So you could get a couple in before that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I can still do two more and then do that. Wow. Yeah, you don't want some time off. You don't want to chill out a bit. I'm the fighter of the year. Listen, they gave it to they said Kevin Lee last year had it for a little eleven. I think I had nine. I told you one of them I passed out making weight. That would have been 10. Uh, right. The other one I got popper drugs with the stupid DHEA bullshit from Walmart, you know? And so, uh, bro, I would have been right there tied. I'm the fighter of the year. I mean, I'm okay. the one who comes in doing this, like, number shit. I do this. I, I'm throwing out classics. I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not like the other ones. Uh, I'm not going to ask you if Tony should fight again, what he should do. You know, that's a question for him and not for you, but... Is there anything you'd like to say to Tony after the fight and after his post, like specifically to him? Um, I would just tell him, listen, bro, 
I got nothing but love for you. I, I hope that you don't take any of this personal. It's the fight game. I would never mean I never would ever try to do something dirty to to a legend, you know, who comes from where I come from, the same side, you know. There's so much I would say, bro. Just never meant nothing like that. And I just, you know, I was I thought it was gonna be a dope classic, you know. And if, if it stained it for him like that, you know, that really sucks, you know. If it, it's in his head like that. I feel like all the fighters we need a excuse on why things happen. Every fight I talk to when he had lost, oh, but let me tell you the story. Oh, but this happened and this happened. I can tell him countless times, you know? This happened and this happened. It's just what happened. I've been robbed so many times. I never got to explain. I never got to complain. You know, it just happened, okay? You're like, like, I remember fighting uh, Tiago Moises. Right in the first round, somewhere in the half, he hits me and hits me right in my eye. And so I didn't say it. They thought I said it was an eye poke. I just said, oh, my eye. It hurt so bad. I thought he burst my shit, you know? So now I'm fucked up. I can't see shit. He's starting to try to pounce, you know? Fighting him like, bing, bing, I'm fucked. I'm not no bitch. Bing, bing, fighting still, you know? I fight the round off. I go back to the corner. I'm like, coach, I can't see, you know? I'm saying, I'm seeing three people. He said, hit the middle one, motherfucker, you know? That's how we do. We don't have no choices. It's a fight. And so back in there, the next round, I still completely can't see. I had to fight a whole round blind the same way these things happen in all fights. And, and the difference was I learned. And then also in the Tony fight, somewhere in the second, somewhere in there, like toward the third, I don't know exactly, but something got in my eye. I don't know if it was the Vaseline or what, but something got in my eye. And I was circling the cage. And then he hits me like, I'm something's in my eye. But I just kept trying to work it. I'm like, fuck it, get it out. Fuck, it's not. Like, fucking don't get it out. Finally, it kind of got a little clear. All right, cool. I don't know. Just fight. I don't know how to, like, guys, stop all that. It's a fight. I don't I don't complain. I don't bitch. It's a fight. Listen, I got kneed in the fucking head by, by Lando Bernardo. After he dropped me, I got out. He hits me with a legal knee. I never complained. I didn't say, hey, the fight would have happened. It would have went. I jumped right up, and I said, all right, let's go back to work because I don't want to rob him of what happened. He, not, he dropped me. I was, okay, cool. Let's keep it going. So I don't need that time to try to recover and do all this. No, no, no. Give him his time. Let's go. I'm down. Let's go. Herb's like, are you sure? Are you sure? I'm like, yes, let's go. I want to rob you. I'll play fair. Fine. It happens. Stupid. All right, come keep it going. It's okay. Shit happens all the time. Uh, last thing for you. This was your first fight in a year and a half after three fights at the Apex. You're back in front of a crowd. There's there's a difference, right? Like you, you need to be fighting yeah, in front of crowds, yeah. right? Yeah, and I want to show that to to the to the UFC. Like you guys been telling me just do them shows. I'm like I'm throwing them together. And to be honest, big cage can nobody fuck with me in the big cage. Okay, mm-hmm. they got to put me in that little cage. I thought I had to fight the last two where Dober could get me against the cage and get the he would have never caught me if I could move. But it's that little beady cage. Put me in the big cage. I'll beat anybody else. Anybody else. When I can move and I can do what I want to do and control how these things are going, it's, it's over. And well, I don't want I to sound cocky you... or arrogant. I've been doing it too long not to know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I hope you start to feel better about the performance and the win. I thought it was really impressive. And the finish was maybe the most impressive part to do that to Tony Ferguson. No, and he's I'm such angry. a tough guy. I'm angry. They, couldn't, they robbed me of it because I'm listening to my critics. You know, I'm my biggest critic. I'm going to go listen to myself them. and go, oh, Don't read the comments. Nah. F the comments. Uh, uh, to a certain extent, to a certain extent. But... 
you also have to pay attention to know what your audience is saying to you. And so you got to kind of go, oh, well, I go to the biggest thing that the, everybody keeps complaining about, the eye poke, the eye poke, you know? The eye poke, the eye poke, okay. Well, now I need to go and dress them like, all right, this is, I'm sorry. It didn't matter if that happened or not. This is how he fights. And everybody goes this way. Everybody, like it was happening in Dover the same way, in that small cage. It's going to keep happening. It was happening to Hazarat. I found new coaches. I'm doing these new things. It's going to happen to a lot of people just like that. I'm the number one guy for the most amount of strikes. Okay? The number one guy who hits the most, me. You're going to get hit a lot. Okay? Two, got one of the best defenses where I'm the, how are you the guy who hits the most? That means that you're in a lot of exchanges, right? But yet you don't get hit as much. It's, it's really crazy. It's really crazy. And so I'm doing it, bro. I'm doing it. Let's go. Who's next? Who's next? Line up, guys. I'm coming. Can't wait to see the next one. Thanks for always coming on, Bobby. Appreciate it. Great stuff. Congrats on the win. Enjoy the family time, and hope, hopefully you get well soon. The hand heals, and we'll see you back out there soon. Sure. All right, there he is. Peace. There he is, Bobby Green joining us. Uh, should feel happy about the win, in my opinion. Uh, very impressive to do that at any point to Tony Ferguson. Tony has obviously been through a lot and has had to deal with a lot. And uh, his, you know, his his uh, his stories is is a heartbreaking one because he had the title shot and he tripped, and that story has been told a million times. Um, but you know, as we were talking about earlier, is he still a top fifteen or twenty guy? Probably. I mean, he went four rounds there. Um, I don't think that that's the end of his fighting career. I wonder if it's the end of his UFC career, but I don't think it's the end of his fighting career. And so let's see what happens. I'm trying to, just for the record, what is what is Tony for? Oh, here it is. I'm trying to get the, um, where is it? Oh, here it is, the post. Walked into the Delta Center to show the world I was back on track. The preparation for this fight was exceptional. It was one of the best camps I've had. This is what Tony wrote about 20 hours ago on his Instagram. As the fight began, I was in the zone, flowing and feeling confident. By the way, I just noticed he's not doing the first letter all caps thing again. It's been a while since I've seen this. Anyway, um, Bobby knew the direction of the fight. I believe he knew what he was doing when he poked me in the eye. He has a big history of moves like this. It significantly impaired my vision, making it difficult to see clearly out of my eye. Despite this eye poke, I never considered stopping the fight. Although the doc wanted to, throughout my career, I've always pushed through challenges and never given up. This time was no different. Unfortunately, sports setbacks like this are a part of the journey while i won't use the eye poke as an excuse for the outcome i know for a fact i have more to give moving forward i plan to work closely with dana hunter and my entire team to assess what is next i'd like to take a moment to say thank you to my wife my family my fans your support means the world to me and it's what drives me to keep pushing forward and striving for greatness thank you all for being by my side through the highs and lows of the sport that i love Eye appointment tomorrow. I believe that's today. Some recovery and back after it. Love you all. Champ CSO. Hashtag UFC 291. So there it is from Tony Ferguson. What a guy. Uh, still to come, by the way, Dustin Poirier, 4 o'clock, 3.30, Rose Namajunas. But speaking of UFC 291, the Parlay Boys did very well without me. So let's check in fully on how they did before we do that. All right, gents, how'd you do? Killed it? Was I the weak link? Light work, uh, baby. Was yeah, I the guy? 
I guess maybe you were the link, the weak link. Uh, I'm happy. To all of that. our, all of ours hit with relative ease. Yeah, little sweat on Frank. <laughs> I was about to say, <laughs> not, not Frank's exactly. Little sweats but. on Frank. I mean, uh, I guess you could say it looked every bit of a of a minus five hundred. But yeah, uh, three for three, plus one sixteen on it. A little plus money uh, three leg action uh, in the parlay. Boys almost said pals. Parlay boys are back. I think we're going to hit again this week. I think we might you get so? back to even money after this week is all said and done. We're going to be in the black, baby. I feel it. I yeah, feel it UFC Nashville, Jake Paul, Nate Diaz. Uh, we got plenty of options to choose from. I, I think we're going to be able to find something. Frank's Frank's talking something about Amanda Serrano. He's he's going to figure something out. Oh, his favorite fighter. Done. How can, yeah. I guess you could do uh, some sort of like prop bet, right? You can't yeah. just pick Serrano. No, she's like minus minus fifteen hundred something something heavy there. I mean, I I actually think that rule should be thrown um, out the window. I actually think we should make it worse, make it stricter. Oh, uh, why? Minus five hundred or or better. All right, makes it more fun, gives it a little more juice. All right, uh, but so yeah, what about the rest of the night, probably boys back. Uh, let's hit the uh, two ninety one recap for myself. Uh, don't look now. Yes. But four straight winning weeks finish off July uh, with back to back to back to back winning wow. weeks. Do decent on the singles, but uh, hit both our parlays uh, and end up plus 2.84 units on the week. You'd love to see it. That's what they say, Frank. We do love to see it. Clawing our way back to even money. Uh, Hopefully we can get there before the year is out. Still got some time, five months to go. Still up 62 units overall. So, uh, yeah, it's nice to to get into a little bit of a groove. We'll try to make it five consecutive winning weeks this weekend with, uh, with all the action going on. I did decent. The public did unbelievable, or at least the people that responded to my tweet. Let's, uh, let's recap a couple big hitters here uh, real quick because, man... This might have been the hardest week of all time to make it while also having the most big hitters ever. Wow. I, I also like the uh, the decision on Frank's part to play the music while you were mid-sentence. I thought that was really... That wasn't actually like, my choice. No, I think that was you great, actually. Music. So we can no, keep it right. moving uh, because there's okay. there's a lot to get to there's here. A lot? We'll start... Yeah, we'll start with Marcus Allen, Marky Nude. He hits a plus 27,377 10-leg parlay and a plus 15,863 10-leg parlay. Turns 1950 into over $4,200. $19.50 into over $4,200. By the way, is this the uh, former running back for the Raiders? (laughs) Uh, that's what I thought as well. I thought he was a fan of the yeah. show, but no, this is just at Marky Nude on Twitter. Uh, and both of them, it looks like, finished with Justin Gaethje. So I cannot imagine just how crazy this dude went when that head kick landed to turn his 20 bucks into over four grand. So shout out to him. Uh, another one, plus 59,213 for C.I. Pratt. He goes, Kevin Holland by submission, Derek Lewis round one, Jake Matthews round two, Roman Kopilov, round two, all plus three sixty or better. Parlayed them together, turned a dollar into almost six hundred. We keep it rolling right along. Big Sea Dog, four twenty. Sea Fish, ten pick parlay, plus thirty seven thousand two hundred 
$225 into almost $750. Gets almost the entire card correct. Next up, MMA fan 1999. Uh, goes by Cody Garbrandt's chin on Twitter. He goes Miranda Maverick by submission in round two or three. Copy Love by KO, rounds two or three. Jake Matthews by submission in round two or three. Parlayed them all together, plus $24,030 into $7,332. So shout out to him. Couple more here. I mean, I'm telling you, I was going through these responses and they were just unbelievable. CB Will, 312, Chance, five leg parlay. Plus 26,932. Bonfim by submission. Derek Lewis inside the distance. Kapilov round two. Jake Matthews sub. Miranda Maverick sub. Just uh, just insane. I mean, you literally, like, you had to hit like a plus 15,000 or better to get on the show this week. That's how how good these people are doing. Spain Scott. Uros Medich KO round two or three. Jake Matthews sub round two or three. Kapilov KO round two or three. Plus 29,200. And twenty-five, five dollars into almost fifteen hundred. I still got a couple more to go because this really, this was the most impressive performance by the uh, by the collective public here. Prop sniper, third straight appearance on the big hitters. This guy cannot miss. Miranda Maverick sub, Jake Matthews sub, Copy Love KO, and he hits the round on each. Five dollars into over a grand plus twenty thousand. Uh, just insane stuff. Moving along here, <laughs> Nick was a funny DeGenero, De, DeGenero, DeGenero, Nick DeGenero had to work through that one. Uh, what was so funny? We're just laughing at how many of their these are. I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous. Plus sixteen thousand four hundred. Bobby Green, Tony Ferguson ends round three. Pereira Blockowicz goes the distance. Derek Lewis by KO. Kevin Holland by KO or submission. $3 into $528. we have almost reached the end of the road here. Two more. Toby K, one, two, three. He goes Jake Matthews by round two. Terrence Crawford round nine. Threw some boxing in there. Exact is on both. Insane stuff. Last but not least, had to shout, shout him out. I owed him this one. Die Hard MMA pod. Clint McLean. So this was the biggest parlay he hit. Miranda Maverick by submission. Jake Matthews by submission. Kevin Holland by submission. Plus 5800 Turns $30 into seventeen eighty-five. But he also finished up 32 units on the night. Uh, just an unreal performance by him. He had Derek Lewis as well. He did his best Derek Lewis impression. Taking the pants off. And uh, yeah, unbelievable night for him. Huge bounce back here in 2023 for him as well. So uh, shout out. All the big hitters. I mean, absolutely insane night for these people. I can't believe how many plus 20,000 or more that we saw from UFC 291. That is tremendous stuff. Uh, you were talking about <clears throat> big fans and whatnot. I do have a funny story for all of you uh, from my <laughs> evening on uh, Saturday. So obviously it was a busy one doing the Showtime stuff. It was great to work with uh, Luke Thomas and Kate Abdo. I enjoyed it tremendously. We got to do the prelims. And then the moment the prelims were done, I got to work on the uh, main card in a different kind of role. I was uh, the roving reporter, so we were grabbing luminaries who were in attendance. Uh, Sugar Hill Stewart, who's the head trainer for Tyson Fury, was a little lukewarm on the Francis Ngannou fight. Of course, I'm talking about Saturday's boxing event, mega event, 
at T-Mobile Arena. And uh, who else did we talk to? Uh, Badu Jack, shout out. Ebony Bridges, uh, Richie Woodall. So we talked to a few people. There were so many celebrities there, but they were all the way on the other side, so we couldn't get them to come over. And then the thing was, when the winner was was crowned, so to speak, we were allowed to go to the ring, and we were allowed to interview the winner, but not in the ring. That's just Showtime's role and their spot. So I was allowed to be like on the outside. If you've ever seen British boxing, European boxing, you're, like, you're on the outside, but not quite in the ring. And so I'm there climbing up the stairs, holding on to like the ring post. Eminem's there, Little Wayne's there, uh, James Harden's there, Russell Westbrook's there, Damian Lillard's there. I mean, it's a who's who. And we're supposed to talk to Bud after he talks to Jim Gray, but there was a whole commotion and there's like a thousand people in the ring. That's one thing that I wish they would do more like the UFC, less people in the cage or ring after a big win. And he went out the other way and we didn't get him. So then his team tells us you could go to the locker room and try to get him. Now the locker room and the route to the locker room is a whole mess of a situation. There's so many people. It's like a total shit show. It's just chaos, right? It's chaos as you expect it to be. One nice byproduct of this, uh, finally getting to meet Damian Lillard in person, comes up. You know, we do the the thing. What is it called? The the what do we what do we talk about? What is this thing called? That we dap, dap it up. We do this. I mean, like bang bang. We it's always good G-lock. when you ask what's it called. You know. Yeah, it was great. He's like pleasure to finally meet. I was like, man, Dame Dalla up in this she. I mean, it was incredible. Everyone's there. Stephen A's in the house. Say what's up to my man Stephen A. Say hello. Joe Joyce is in the house. And then I'm waiting outside the locker room. I'm waiting, I'm waiting. I mean, it was a long time. Then we find out that the camera doesn't go that far and the microphone won't work. We have to get a new microphone. And then when we forget the mic fly, we have to get the mic fly. Then I get to go in the locker room and I'm waiting. And now I feel like, how the hell did I end up here? How am I in the locker room? How am I there? Bud's draped in all the the, the belts and, and, and Shakur Stevenson is there and Clarissa Shields is there and his whole family is there and his team is there and everyone's there. And they're all taking pictures and it's like, bring in the kids and bring in the family and bring in the teammates. And then it's like, bring in Ariel. And and to his credit, you know, friend of the program, been on a couple of times, did the interview. I, I don't think he was in the interview mode, so to speak. I do have one regret from the interview. I, I maybe didn't phrase my question well enough and he misunderstood what I was saying about which distinction, which honor, which achievement meant more being a two uh, division champion or being the first undisputed in the four belt era at 147. He thought I was comparing it to Clarissa. That's not what I was doing. But nevertheless, good to get him and all good. So I get it. And then I'm like, all right, I'm out of here. Like, I should not really be here. I feel like I made a left turn into some crazy post-fight celebration. This guy comes up to me and he's wearing a hat with a number three on it. And he's like, yo, man, I'm a big fan. And I was like, oh, cool. He's like, let me take a selfie with you. And I was like, okay, cool. Now, I think it's Chance the Rapper because I know he always wears the hat with the three. And, you know, I, I like his stuff. But I'm like, why would Chance the Rapper say this? And why would he want a selfie with me? So just to be safe, I'm like, can I get one with you too? I never asked for selfies. I just felt like I should. If he's that big of a star and he's asking me, then maybe I should ask him. So I get the selfie, send it to the Parlay Boys. I was like, you guys know who this is. Now, they thought I just never heard a Chance Rapper and were mocking me. But I just wanted to make sure that it was who I thought it was. And so I, they're like, yes, it's Chance the Rapper. Wow, crazy. Chance the Rapper. I mean, Justin Bieber songs, all this stuff. Cool. He's a big star. The next day, as I'm sitting in the airport for, you know, 16 hours or whatever it was, hellacious day. I'm not going to complain. I'm not one of those. But, you know, you um. uh, I'm, I'm, tr- I'm, tr- I'm trying to, like, you know, find things to do to amuse me. So I post, great to take a picture with a fan. Always nice to, you know, give back to the fans whatever I wrote. 
And it was just me and Chance and everyone recognized it. Some got the joke, some didn't. But, you know, he's very recognizable. The second time, and that's it. You know, now I'm on my way. I'm trying to get home. The second time that we have to deboard the plane because it overheated, I'm waiting around in the terminal. And who's there? Chance the freaking rapper. What are the chances that Chance the rapper is there? And so I'm like, oh, my God, there's the hat. Cool. Like, you know, let me go. Sit. Now we're boys. He's a fan. You know, maybe he wants to take another selfie. So I walk up to him. I was like, yo, Chance, what's up? You know, I wouldn't expect him to be in the McCarran Airport or whatever it's called now. Harry Reid. Uh, I was like, what's up, man? You know, dap him up, fist fist pump, all that. Uh, is it a fist bump or pump? Bump. Yeah. <laughs> and he's Don't like, yo, man. <laughs> he's like, you did me dirty with the picture. You said I was a fan. I was like, oh, shit. I didn't think you would see that. <laughs> Definitely didn't expect to see you again. Uh, he's like, oh. and I'm like, no, I was just kidding. And then I actually had a good retort. I was like, no, no, no. Because I saw you post like a carousel gallery thingy on instagram of all the people you met and i didn't make the cut so i was like man i make the cut then uh you're just a fan and he's like nah it's all good and he told me he was trying to get to napa for a show and he was thinking of driving there because his flight got delayed and i was like well i'll leave you to a chance but you know much love thanks for being a fan but what are the chances that after my little sly joke of taking a picture with a fan 12 hours later i would see him in the airport and he would call me out on it he doesn't even follow me moment. it's it just speaks to how big a fan of you he really is but I will say, it. you're also doing your homework, checking his, you know, his did, yeah. content and seeing that you're not in there. I, I can appreciate that. I like the way you played that one. I like. Yeah, you also Thank teed you, it yeah. up to us. You were like, who is this? And I thought you were completely joking. No, I just, no, no, no. I wanted to just confirm. You wanted the, to confirm the three it. Hat. Yeah. yeah, the three hat is iconic. I just wanted to confirm. Um, by the way, speaking of Seinfeld. I saw Seinfeld on Friday. What? With our good friend John Beer at the- uh, JT. Shut Shout out to our good friends over at ppv.com. They invited us, and they've got a great service. They're the evolution of in-demand, and I got to meet a lot of the uh, great people over there, and they're doing great things because now you can stream all these pay-per-views, including uh, Paul and Diaz. Uh, so, you know, in-demand used to be all the cable companies. They still are, DirecTV, but now you can get it on devices, phones, tablets, chats, all this. This is just me talking about them. I like that tagline, the evolution of in-demand. I, I yeah. literally went to their website. I, th- I wanted to see if it was their slogan or not. Is it's it? It's not. No, it's not. You're home for that. pay-per-view events. Uh, but the evolution of in-demand is nice. I met their EVP, uh, Michael Berman, and he told me, I was like, man, where'd you guys get that URL? Like, that's a great URL, ppv.com. Like, that's just as Almost clean as, as it gets. Mm, one notch above. Anyway, he told me he bought it like 15 years ago and just kept it in his back pocket. And now look at how it's, you know, paying off, coming to fruition. As Kept it in his back pocket know. and didn't like immediately act on having it? No, because 15 years ago, that wasn't really a thing. But that's foresight right there, right? Yeah. Anyway, um, we went to Seinfeld. I was there with... Uh, a bunch of the boxing media, Chris Algieri, Dan Canobio, all those good guys. I do have one sad thing to report. It was good, and uh, someone told me it was predominantly new material. But here's my sad thing to report. Uh-oh. The show started at 9, I think, or maybe it was 8, but he came on after the opening act. It was solid. Oh, I was so I excited. I was, oh, my <laughs> Lord. That is ridiculous. Man. I was so excited. I was, 
of Are you actually cause... like 75 years old? Yes. Like, and you're just that, not dude? telling us? Like, uh, what is that, man? I fell asleep. I was so tired. Was it too warm uh, in the theater? What time? Give me the time. It was probably like 9, 9.30 Pacific. Oh, now Lord we're, ta- we're talking 12.30 Still, Easter. dude, you're sitting in public, like in a theater, and like if someone <laughs> looks over and they just see you just... like I, okay, I pray very- at some point in Dallas you fall asleep in public. Here's a very oh important God. question. Do yes. you snore? Yes, according to my wife, I do. Oh, and my no, this is horrendous. Now, now, am I snoring in these public, you know, 10-minute yeah, cat fall, naps? You fall asleep. I don't the... know about that. That would be bad. Could you imagine? That would be very God. bad. Uh, remember that I was saying bad. how my wife came with me and fell asleep during, uh, yeah, I forget, yeah. one of I the mean, movies? she's pregnant, too. So she, she is a passed. very loud snorer. So, like, oh, I was kind of, like, waking her up every five minutes to try and make sure that she wasn't snoring and waking up. Oh, Seinfeld thinks gosh. you're heckling him because yeah. he starts snoring in the oh. crowd and then you just have a I rivalry. felt like he was working through material too. There was a couple of like, oh, starting and then let me get back to that, which was a bit surprising, but it was a great treat to see him. You know, who am I to? <laughs> yeah, for the, for the part that you awake for, for sure. What is it like when you come to during this live Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> set and you're just like, uh, oh shit, like I definitely fell asleep Yeah, there. the problem was it, it is literally... During the day, it is it is like 115 degrees Fahrenheit. It is That's what I'm hearing, it is yeah. next level. It is next you, level, and then you go inside. Dry heat and then though, it's right? Freezing. Frank? Yeah, it's a dry heat. You know what would make my inside. life? You know what would make my life? If in What's the ne- you say he's working through it. If in the subsequent shows. He talks about the dude who fell asleep in his set. Nah. What's the deal with people falling asleep? Oh. That would that would just the first be thing he talked about. By the way, the first thing he talked about was the weather. The first thing he talked about was the weather. It was classic wow. on brand. Was like, on oh, classic. Yeah. No, but it was but. great. He was like, everyone's like, "What's up with the weather?" He's like, "Okay, it's the weather. It's like it's gonna happen." Like, could you believe? He said this thing like, "Could you believe the weather?" It's like, "Yes, I could believe it." It's the same thing all the time. It was just it was so classic. It was great. And then that great. guy in good. the fifth row snoring. Ugh. <laughs> it was good. Uh, anyway, uh, one person who would never snore at a uh, comedy show, especially a Jerry Seinfeld show, is our next guest. Uh, great to have her back in the mix. We have not seen her in action since May of 2022. It has been that long. We're talking like a year and a half or so, but on September 2nd in beautiful Paris, France, site of the 2024 Olympic Games, she is coming back. At 125 pounds, she's the great Thug Rose Namajunas joining us on the program hello rose how are you hello how are you doing i'm good (laughs) i'm doing great i'm doing great as well thank you so much for joining us it has been a while rose wow it has been so long uh where have you been just just hanging out hiding out where have you been sure um yeah i've been at home (laughs) i uh no i've been um uh getting just taking care of some you know personal life it didn't it doesn't really feel like a year and a half has gone by. So it's crazy how fast time goes by. But um, yeah, I I bought a house and I had done a lot of work on it. Um, I, I ate a good amount of the year and getting my grandmother situated here in the States again. Um, she just got her green card. So it's like super amazing. Um, and then I built a gym, you know, in my garage and just wow. been training. <laughs> did you build and then the gym also yourself? Uh, what's that? Did you build the gym yourself? I mean, I have people helping me. <laughs> okay, all right. I, uh, I pay to do it, but I mean, I, 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 uh, I mainly like um, 
we did a lot of work on the house uh, in the backyard with the garden and stuff. So I have, so now I don't have to run to the community garden anymore and I have it right in my backyard. And so that's the other, you know, thing that I've been spending my time on as well. Okay. Um, obviously, you know, the last time we saw you was that frustrating fight against Carla. And then we spoke shortly after and the impression, correct me if I'm wrong. The impression that I got from you was like, you're just leaving the door open, but you didn't, put a time to like you you weren't really thinking you wanted to take some time off and so i'm just wondering at any point in all of this did you think maybe that was it for you like you just you did the thing you won the belts you're all good did you ever did you ever feel that way at any point during this you know 14 or 15 month uh time away from the cage mm -hmm. um i don't know you froze right now can you still hear me oh, okay Hello? Yes, I still hear you. You, yeah, you got you a talking? little frozen. Okay. Did you hear yeah. my question? No, I definitely. Yeah, I heard your question. And I said that, Um, yeah, I definitely thought I was done for like a good amount of time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was just kind of like, uh, I mean, there's definitely a number of things, but like the way that I felt like, like going into the like the the locker room, I just didn't feel aggressive. And I felt like I don't really want to hurt anybody <laughs> and uh so i was just like yeah i guess i'm done i mean there was there was definitely a bunch of other like factors that went into it and um but i mean it's obviously not the first time that i've questioned whether i should keep doing this or not you know but uh yeah but i had already like achieved you know um becoming a champion, defending a champion belt and then losing it. And then, and then even at that point when I lost it and when I was on my way to like, when, when I decided to, uh, rematch Andrash and I wanted her because I wanted to fix that mistake. Um, to me that I never thought in my mind, like I'm going to make it to the belt again. And I just like, that was like the last thing on my mind, but as a martial artist, I needed to have that one fight. And then it just kind of was like, well, I guess I might as well keep going. <laughs> and then I ended up becoming the champ again. And then, and that had so much meaning to it. Um, but yeah, at this point, um, or after, after Carla, it was kind of like, well, I forgot exactly like all the factors. I know there was more than, than just like the, the feeling of like, not really wanting to like, you know, partake in violence <laughs> um it was i think yeah it was just like kind of a spiritual thing i just kind of questioned whether or not like god wanted me to to keep going and like maybe this isn't really you know part of a godly life but then i but i kind of came back around to like no this is definitely what god has called me to do and um uh in a very like he he kind of has all different like special gifts for everybody and like some people are warriors and some people are preachers you know what i mean so that's that's obviously like i've been gifted with the warrior like spirit and and just something special and so i know that um i know i don't have like a ton of time left but i but i know that i know he's not finished with me yet in this chapter and um this is kind of like i've always i've had like all these different goals of like um you know, just financial goals and personal goals and like becoming the champ, all that stuff. Um, and then one of the last goals on my list was like, maybe I could become two division champ, you know, and obviously that has a lot of question marks around it, but, um, that's kind of like 
where we're at right now, you know? Mm. And I want to ask you about that movie yeah. in a moment, but just curious when, when you were yeah. thinking like I might be done, were you at peace with that decision during that period? Were you okay with your last fight being the one in, in, in which you lost to Carla and, and that being the end? Like, did you feel in your heart, like, I'm good. I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, of course. Like, you know, as a musician, when you, when you end on not like going back to the home key, like that just kind of feels weird, right? Like you can't end a song like that. So of course, like, you know, just having an uncharacteristic fight. Like I'm, I'm always been an aggressive fighter. I've always been an exciting fighter. I've never really had a boring fight, even, even fights that I've lost. So for me to have a performance like that, um, I, to me, I, uh, you know, uh, interview at the deal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, cut, cut, uh, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah. Um, but yeah, so, um, so yeah, like, but, but I was also at peace with it because to me, if that's, if, if, if God doesn't want me to fight, like, that's how I felt for a second. Like if this is wrong or like not a good thing to do as a person or just whatever, like, I don't want to, I don't want to take part in it, you know, like regardless of, you know, what the world thinks or or what is what I want to do or anything like that. Like, I just want to be, I just want to do what he wants me to do. And, and at that moment I was kind of questioning that. So, yeah, mm. especially because like, and it's not so much the act of fighting itself, um, but just like sometimes like the enter and I guess that's part of it, like the, the entertainment side of it, where, where people literally just pay money to watch violence, you know, to me, that kind of bothered me. Um, to me, it's, it's more of like an educational thing. It's, and it's an art. And, um, so, and it's like all of those things combined, but I know that there's a good portion of the population that literally watches only to see blood and, and violence, you know? So, so that, that kind of weighs on me sometimes, you know? When did you start to feel that you wanted to come back and why did you start to feel that way? Um, I think it was kind of a, like a gradual progression. Um, I think as my personal life and things like, um, and things kind of got more settled and like, I started to, um, create this fortress around me. And like, when, once, once that started to get kind of settled in and then like, you know, um, I always knew like, I'm, I'm always training, like, regardless of if I'm going to compete or not, I'm always going to be ready like i'm a ninja like <laughs> you know what i mean so so to me it's it's and it's always fun to train um and it always it always really helps me so so that was always there but then um i think what kind of like uh i don't know because i think it was two different things going on at the same time in my mind like like there was a part of me that was like done but there was another part of me that was like um i still feel like i have like another mountain to climb, you know? And, um, that was just, it just kind of like surfaced up and it just kind of gradually, uh, reared its head as soon as, as soon as kind of things simmered down for me. And, and I started to, uh, work through a lot of, um, a lot of things and, um, grow like spiritually and everything like that. And, uh, and then I, I decided to, I really, I still wanted to compete, you know? And so I started thinking about like jujitsu a lot because, um, in my mind, like 
as much as like I started in, in Taekwondo and I did karate and then I did all kinds of different martial arts. Like to me, jujitsu has always been like the most, um, like has, has become one of my favorite martial arts. And that's something that I like thought about, like just longevity wise. Like I feel like, um, post fighting, like that's always something that like, I don't think in my older age, am I going to be able to like, you know, do 10 rounds of sparring yeah. <laughs> all the time. I mean, maybe, you know, yeah. but like, <laughs> But and not as much as you can do jujitsu and roll. And, and I feel like that's like it's the gentle martial art. Right. And so so to me, that's kind of where where it started for me was I started really falling in love with jujitsu again. And I I did an ADCC competition. And actually, um, I was thinking about doing a little bit more competitions like I was thinking about um, like um, Eddie, I talked to Eddie Bravo for a second about doing combat jujitsu. But then but then as soon as. As I got like a little taste of competition, I was like, yeah, I just want to fight because <laughs> it's like, you know, um, yeah, there's there's nothing more like uh, exhilarating than than that. So so that was kind of like, yeah. <laughs> so and, here and I am. so when you decided <laughs> that you wanted to fight and come back, was it always 125 or was there? Something that happened that yeah. made you decide. I mean, I'm move up. yeah, I, I, like uh, definitely after the Carla fight, like I was, I think that was win or lose. I was thinking about doing that anyways, um, because of well, one, I I just my body's changing. You know, I've, I started to mature. I've always, um, like early on in my career, I never really like cut that much weight, and up until like the last few years, I think maybe like when I fought Michelle Waterson, that was when I actually started to like really start to put on size. And then like each fight, it's just been a little bit more and more. And even though I got better at cutting, I also felt like, man, this can't be healthy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like as much as like I got physically better at it, like or uh, mentally better at it, I think physically it, it does kind of. I don't know. I just, I feel like I have, you know, I'm, I'm way stronger now. Um, and then I also, yeah, I put on, and then I also made a little bit of effort to put on a little more size, uh, like to actually intentionally get a little bigger and do a little more lifting and stuff and eating. But, um, but yeah, I forgot what I was saying. I don't know. Uh, no, I was just asking about <laughs> the decision yeah. to go to 125 and you said win or lose after the call oh, of fight. Yeah. You considered yeah, it. Yeah. Cause, cause I, cause I, Cause like what, like Whaley's the champ now. So, so then what? So I fight her a third time. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's just not very interesting. I've already fought, you know, Andrade and this and that. And I mean, and now she's gone back down. She went up to 125, but whatever. And then, um, you know, yeah, Whaley's the champ. So it's like, okay. So then I, I could just beat her again, but I don't know. To me, it's like more than that. Like I want, I want something that kind of scares me that, you know what I'm saying? That like is, uh, that's gonna like, yeah, that scares me. And I, like, I want to face my fears and stuff. And and then it's also just always been a part of the plan. And then it's like, yeah, I could keep, um, doing the same old thing, but man, like as soon as it gets kind of redundant, like once this game gets redundant and yeah, I, I can get bored really quick and that's not good for nobody. So, <laughs> so I need to keep it fresh and, and, and interesting. And so yeah. we're about a little over a month away from the fight. Like how much weight do you think you'll have to cut? Cause I saw, I saw, I think it was Pat. I don't think it was you. It was, I think it was mm -hmm. Pat who posted a picture of you and like, you could see 
you are a lot more muscular than you were the last time we saw you. So yeah. how much weight do you think you're going to have to cut when it comes to fight week? Yeah. Um, so like, like completely dry and like no food in me. I'm, I've been waking up at like 135, you know? So, okay. um, and then as we get closer, I might, you know, drop a couple, you know, whatever, but I'm hoping to keep that on. And, um, you know, as the nerves kind of set in, sometimes it's like, I do start to lose my appetite a little bit, but to me, it's, uh, yeah, I've, I've, it's never been about size to me. Um, I feel like, you know, God is my strength too. So it's like, you know, like people, people always think like, I, I feel like people are always surprised at how strong I am. And, um, yeah. And I feel like there's, there's more to it than size that, that makes strength. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of where I'm at right now. And I think as I, and, and given that I feel how I want to feel like as, as long as I don't have that feeling again of like that, that weird, um, you know, like kind of pacifist kind of a feeling that I had for a moment there, as long as I don't have that. And I, I want to keep fighting that as long as I have that feeling of like, yeah, this is fun. And, and I want to keep going. I can see like just over time being able to naturally just put on more size also. Um, but, but I also don't want to like force it. I want to make sure that I'm like just feeling, feeling good, you know? And uh, yeah. Are so yeah, I probably that... float around from like anywhere from 135 to like 138, you know? Okay. Um, any yeah. thought in the back of your mind? Like, are you worried that that, as you, as you put it, that pacifist feeling will, will creep up on fight week or fight day? <laughs> How do you combat that? Yeah, of course. I, I, I don't combat it. I just, I just let like, what I'm just going to be as genuine as possible. You know what I mean? Like whatever, whatever will be, will be, you know? And, and to me, it's like, like I can't fight against God's will. You know what I mean? If that's what his will is for my life, that's what it is. And, um, but I know that I, I am a warrior, like, <laughs> and, uh, and I definitely, man, um, the, the energy that I've other than just like today, it's crazy because usually more of my training camps, I'm, I'm way more of like a head case um, <laughs> and uh, like just have like, you know, cry days and stuff. And today was probably my first day of like, what the heck, you know, like what's going on. But it was crazy because like, as soon as like I fight, like sign this fight, even before then. And like, you know, I just, I've, I've been feeling like just, um, I don't know, like, like something special, like a very special energy. Like I would say like the Holy spirit, but just like, um, like, like a feeling of like freedom and like, just not, not really. Cause I had a, accomplished, like, like, I think before, as I was fighting, it's like, I need to, I need to like achieve, like, uh, realize my destiny is to become a champ and stuff. And as much as like, but I already know I'm a champ. So it's like, now I can just be free to like fight how I want to fight, like prepare how I want to prepare and like, just have fun. Like, like, um, so when Pat was cornering, uh, Alonzo for his last fight and, um, I think it was in Vegas or something for, uh, international fight week, he mm -hmm. said that Robbie Lawler was like backstage and, you know, he saw him in the locker room. It was like, it was cool to like, just witness, like, dude, just, you know, he had, he has like, just that feeling of like, just, this is fun. Like fighting is fun. Like it shouldn't be this whole, like, and because it was his last fight, right. Like he just, I think there's no pressure, but, um, 
but yeah, like he was just kind of describing how like there was no sense of like, um, I guess it was just good feelings, you know? Yeah. And so, so I kind of like inspired by that because it's just like, yeah, man, we make, we make such big deals over like little things, you know? And really at the end of the day, it's like, all of this is just a grain of sand, (laughs) you know, in the grand scheme of things, like, you know, my story is like, as much as it can be like hugely inspiring to so many people and have this ripple effect, but you know, all these ups and downs, it's also just like a grain of sand, (laughs) Yeah, you know? Um, Yeah. And 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 it's also, you know, uh, a major props to you. Like you're not just entering a new weight class and fighting uh, supremely lower ranked fighter. You're fighting one of the top 125ers, Manon Fioreau, in her yeah. home country of Paris. Okay. Um, and, and I was a little bit su- surprised by that just because I know you don't love traveling too far away and things like that. So <laughs> how do we end up on the Paris card against one of the best flyweights in the world? I don't know. I just like, as soon as I got, I had gotten a lot of off- fight offers um, over the past uh you know, over the course of since being taken time off. And that was the first time where I was like, that sounds interesting, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? And um, for some reason, well, I thought about Paris mm, as much as I don't like traveling. I mean, I also don't like a lot of things that I also like equally, you know what I mean? And of course I love traveling. Like, I mean, there's so much to learn. There's so much to see. And it just, um, you know, that's just kind of like the, like lazy rose doesn't want to travel <laughs> you know or comfortable rose doesn't want to travel but i know like all these things help me grow and they they expand my horizons i mean like i had one of the the best experiences going to abu dhabi like as much as i feared doing that and i was like during like like nobody knew what was happening during covid and all that stuff it was like the most rewarding experience ever and like even though i smashed my nose it was like also one of the best things that happened ever so it's like as much as I don't like these things sometimes, like I know these, this is medicine for me. This is good for me. Like, and, um, going to Paris. Also, I was thinking about Paris and like, um, one, I've never been there. So that's kind of cool. But then two, um, you know, there's, there's little, I mean, it's just, it just seems like it's, it's going to be pretty exciting because, um, like Lithuania is not that far, far away from there. I have a lot of Lithuanian fans in London and, um, just that part of the world. Um, yeah, I'm, um, I'm a, I don't know. I think that part of the world's really cool. And, um, but yeah, I mean, to me, it also doesn't really matter either. Like, if, you know, like it could be in Vegas, it could be here. I've been, I've, I've fought everywhere. So it's just, um, it'd be ideal if I could fly to Paris in one hour, you know what I mean? So there's stuff yeah. that I don't like that comes with it, but overall, um, I just think, uh, yeah, Manon, I think her just as an opponent, is exciting too um you know she's she's a true martial artist like she's not just like a fighter or like an athlete like i mean she's all of those things but um you know as i remember watching her like as soon as she came off i think the contender series or whatever i was like oh she's pretty badass you know like and like she has some real striking skills and i like i like girls that can strike you know i mean i like girls that also are just overall uh, mma you know well around what she is but um but definitely like yeah her karate background and in her style and just everything and you know even her little her little attitude and you know what i mean just like her little whole swagger like that's that's something that that um 
brings out the competitor in me and and I and I love that. You know, sometimes uh historically in fighting when someone considers retirement and then comes back but then like after that fight, they say, you know what, maybe I shouldn't have come back. Like when you have the one foot in, one foot out, I remember Rashad Evans talking about this back in the day. <laughs> you know, it, yeah. it, it, it leads to a different kind of fighter out there. Um, are, are, are you confident saying like you're, you're all the way back? Do you still have some doubts in the back of your mind about the sport? About, like, it no, seems I'm like definitely internal... all the way back. Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to fight. <laughs> um, whether or not, you know, like, unless if, unless if I just wait, like I said, like, so the one foot in, one foot out, like, I mean, that to me, like, that's been my whole life. You know, you want to call me mentally unstable for a reason, <laughs> you know? So to me, it's like, but I own that and I'm not afraid to, I think it's a lot of people are afraid of being vulnerable and like talking about how they really feel. And, and I feel like once they, once they say it out loud and all of a sudden they can't, then it's real and then they can't do anything about it. It's like, no, once I, once I say something, how I actually feel, that's the first step of doing something about it. And so for me, it's like, I've been one foot in one foot out since for many years now okay. <laughs> for many fights. Right. And so, yeah. And, um, so it's just kind of like one of those things, but, and, and it, this is a very complicated sport and thing that we do. And it's almost like a drug too. You know what I mean? Like there, there's a lot of, you know, it's, it's, it's wonderful. <laughs> Do you think when you're done yeah. fighting, you'll be one of those people who doesn't go to fights ever, who doesn't want to be around MMA? Like, do you think when you're done, you'll really be done? Um, probably, you know, there, there's definitely like a lot of me that, cause I, cause I barely go to fights now, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, um, but true. maybe when I'm done, I'll actually enjoy it a little bit more as a fan. Um, oh, that's true. But yeah. But, but, uh, I don't know, I think, but I also could be like just straight up in my garden and being a farmer and just being too busy for that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but I also feel like I'm always going to have some sort of involvement with martial arts, whether that be, um, you know, uh, training other fighters to, 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 um, to fight or whether that I, I really just enjoy, um, I really feel like just like the regular person learning martial arts, like the, what it does for just regular people is, is super um, important and just for society in general. So to me, that's like probably going to be my main focus when I'm done, done. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I'll always be training. And then, yeah, if I catch the fights, I catch the fights. Sometimes, sometimes like the, the MMA scene gets a little, you know, silly. And then sometimes it's like really exciting and, you know, so it just kind of depends, but um, but yeah, I think I'll probably, I'll, 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 I don't know. Yeah. We don't have to worry about that. <laughs> the good news is you are back yeah, September yeah. 2nd, Paris, yeah. Manofuro, new weight class, new you. I, I thought maybe, mm -hmm. you know, we would change, maybe you'd come with like cornrows or something, but it's, it's a new and improved version <laughs> of, uh, yeah. Thug Rose. Yeah. We don't got to change everything. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to change everything. New house, new gym, new home gym, a lot of new things. Uh, that is tremendous. I'm very yeah. happy for you. Uh, welcome back, Rose. Great to have you back, and uh, good luck in this final month of training. And can't wait to see you back in there on September 2nd. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. Talk to you soon. There she is, uh, the one and only right. Thug Rose <laughs> uh, on the program. Always great to have her on, and always great to talk to her. I know she doesn't do a lot of those, but uh, interesting to hear her uh, reveal that she was done for a moment 
and that she uh, she was somewhat at peace with that. And now here she is coming back, and it's interesting to hear her talk about that struggle, that internal struggle um, that a fighter may have, and that people around fighting may have about you know the violence and the combat and uh, everything that goes into it. We have no idea just how difficult it can be at times. And so uh, she is honest and open and vulnerable about all of that. But here she is coming back against no slouch. Wow, Manon Furo in Paris is a tough freaking assignment. What an assignment that is. That is a tough, tough fight. Right now, Furo, according to the UFC rankings, number two behind Valentina Shevchenko, who of course fights uh, on September 16th against Alexa Grasso. One would think a win here for Rose uh, puts her in the mix in a very big way, right? Uh, you've got Aaron Blanchfield, you've got Tyler Santos. Uh, obviously, you have to see what happens in the Valentina fight. But yeah, Casey O'Neill's coming back. Viviani Araujo. Macy Barber, of course. Can't forget about her. 125, best division in women's MMA right now in the UFC, in my opinion. No doubt about that. So she is a big addition to that weight class. And we'll see how it all plays out on the 2nd of September. All right, uh, final guest of the day, and it's a massive one. Of course, we just saw him less than 48 hours ago in Utah. And again, you know, I get, uh, I, 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 the, the feelings that I get in these moments are hard to describe because uh, Dustin Poirier doesn't have to come on the show. He doesn't have to talk to any of us. He doesn't owe us anything. He did the post-fight press conference on Saturday. He showed up, he worked, he fought his ass off his heart out. And unfortunately, it didn't go his way. And then he did all the media and 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 he showed love to Justin and they had a great moment and we saw it all on camera. And he said this wasn't a funeral and that he has already wanted life and that could be it. But here he is coming on to talk about it more and I can't be more appreciative, grateful and can't thank him enough for that. So without further ado, let us say hello now to old friend of the show, Dustin Poirier, who's kind enough to join us back home. Dustin, thank you for doing this. Really appreciate it. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing all right. Uh, I really, really do appreciate this. Uh, could I ask, how are you doing? Uh, less than 48 hours removed from Salt Lake, UFC 291. How are you dealing with everything? You know, still processing it. Um, I was kind of busy in Salt Lake. I just got home like an hour ago. So it's kind of, you know, traveling today. It's kind of setting in, you know, but I'm all right. You know, I'm just heartbroken, man. It sucks. You know, I worked hard for, I worked hard, was in incredible shape and I, and I got beat, but like that's fighting. I said that in the, in the post fight, you know, it sucks, man. It fucking sucks. Especially like, like not taking nothing away from Justin. Like he's, he's a warrior and uh, an incredible job, you know, to sit on a loss for five years. I had to do it with Connor. You know, I sat on a loss for like seven, whatever it was, seven, eight years until I had an opportunity to finally get it back. So he sat on that loss for five years. And boy, he got it back. But I still, you know, it just sucks because I, I still feel like I'm better than him. I feel like I'm the better fighter. I got hit with a great shot, not by luck or chance. He set it up beautifully. And I was just a victim to, to great technique. I was in the wrong place. I didn't guard myself properly, you know, but I felt very aware um, the whole fight. I, I feel like I'm better than him. And I lost. That hurts, you know. But uh, that's fighting, man. It is what it is. What can I, what can I do? Uh, is, is there any part of you that feels like this one is harder to digest because you already beat him? And that's what you keep saying. Like you feel like you're better. And because you know that you can beat him, you stopped him and you saw how that story played out. Does that make it harder to swallow as opposed to if this was the first time you fought him? 
No, that was five years ago. Like I said all week, that, uh, this was a different fight to me. I'm talking about what I felt in the in the in the octagon a couple of days ago. I felt like I was better. Not that I beat him before. Uh, I, I, this was really a new fight to me. Okay. Know? Yeah. Um. And and just you know, we we always talk about these things after before it's different. Like going in, were you feeling good? Was it a good camp? Were you like was the week good in in Salt Lake? Was everything all okay? Dude, couldn't have asked for a better week. Easiest weight cut of my career. Camp was incredible. Um, I've never felt better, honestly. I, I've never felt better. I just, you know, I didn't even get to, to start fighting. Like, we were still filling each other out a lot in that first round, and then second round, boom, it happened. You know, I didn't even get to get into the fight, I feel like. It, it just sucks, bro. It sucks. Beautiful. I didn't see the kick. I, I didn't see it. He hit it behind a, a cross. The, the two blinded me. I, I caught like a glimpse of it in my peripheral last second, you know, but it was too late. The foot wrapped around, got me like around the ear, dude. It was fucking beautiful, man. <laughs> like just as a fan of the sport and uh, a fan of Justin's, you know, what he did is incredible because, dude, I was very well prepared and I busted my ass and was in position to fuck him up, you know. Um, you know, when you're thinking about the fight, you sign on the dotted line, you dream about the fight. It's in, it's in your thoughts for weeks and months. Did that scenario ever creep in like head kicks? Head kick? uh, no, no, never. I knew, I knew, no, I knew he's a big puncher and, and I felt his hands in there. Like he has, he has a lot of power, man. He has some knockdown power, but kicks, we, we, we worked leg kicks the whole camp. You know, we, we worked checking inside leg kicks again. Uh, he didn't throw one inside leg kick. He threw some slap kicks on the outside of my leg, like switch kicks, nothing really hard. Um, but, but high kick, especially hiding it behind the two like that, blinding me. Dude, I don't get, you know, I, I've never been dropped with a head kick in my life. You know, I have 47 fights. I've been in the gyms for 16, 17 years. I've never been dropped with a head kick in my life. Wow. First time training, never, nothing. Never. Wow. Um, how, how did you Usually feel after catch him, parry him, sure. counter, you right. know, right. I'm slick, man. I'm a, I'm a slick motherfucker, dude, to catch me. I don't know how this happened. You know, how did you feel after the first how, round? What, what, what laps? Uh, felt good. You know, I felt like it was close. Um, but I knew I had hurt him and I knew I had cut him. I thought maybe the damage I, I was, when I sat back on the stool, I was like, here we go. Every round I'm going to pull away. That's what I thought. Oh, like leading up to this fight in my mind, I thought each round we fought, I was going to pull away. The longer the fight goes, the more I pull away. That's what I thought in my head. And I still think that could have happened, you know, if I wouldn't have got booted in the head. But mm -hmm. Did you think you won that first I round? Hit with the, I got hit with the Hogan boot. Yes, <laughs> you did. Uh, did you think you won? I thought you won the then first Herb round. Then Herb dropped the people's elbow on me. I know. What? <laughs> Herb dropped the people's elbow. How Jesus are you able Christ. to even talk about it? How are you able to talk about it? Like, Jesus is this the Christ. <laughs> this is the way you have to cope with because, it, right? Dude, like, nah, I mean, well, trust me, I, I beat myself up enough of, about it in the last, you know, 48 hours, but it's just like, uh, just like I said in the press conference, I've lost before. And like, when they called me with Justin's name, those feelings I got, this is because I knew this was an outcome. You know, I knew this was a possibility, um, an outcome that could happen. And, uh, 
those are the kind of fights that I want to be part of that, that this dangerous fights, you know, and, uh, I accept that going in. I know things can happen, but, uh, I'm living my life live naked in front of you guys, um, to be ridiculed and, and judged or made fun of if I, if I get knocked out or if I say the wrong things, everybody's going to, you know, everybody has an opinion and all this stuff like that. So I'm just being myself. Like I, I'm not going to hide. It's I'm living live in, in front of you guys. You know, I'm, it's a live documentary you guys have been watching since I was in the WEC nonstop. So I, I can't hide nothing. Fighting is life. So I, I just be myself, man. You know, yeah, it hurts and it, it fucking sucks because I know I'm better than him. And I think he knows that, you know, all respect to Justin, but I think he knows that as well. Um, So it is what it is. But I got kicked in the fucking head, you know. Uh, and by the way, I would I would argue that we've been watching this documentary since way before WC, because of course there is a documentary about your like amateur career and early days fightville, which is one of the best MMA docs of all time. But I get your point a hundred percent. How many times have you watched it? I mean, I've seen the highlight a few times. Watched the full fight one time uh, with Mike Brown and Daya Davis when we got back to my Airbnb after the fights. Okay, and and when you see that kick. What would it like? What happens inside? Well, it fucking hurts to see my body fall like that, you know, and yeah. uh, that hurts to to see my body like that. Um, but it was a beautiful technique, man. So you know, fuck. Just feel like I'm better than to get caught with something like that, and. I'm not, you know, I did get caught with it. Uh, but I was just getting going, you know, I had a lot more to show. I felt great, dude. I felt strong. I felt fast. I was in crazy shape. I wanted to, yeah, to push for 20, for 25 minutes. You know, I wanted this to be a war. And uh, my boxing coach told me this week, or I'm sorry, last week that uh, he, he believed Justin was going to fight me on the back foot. And in my head, I didn't think that I thought we were going to crash. And that's not what happened. You know, he, he fought me on the back foot and uh, kept me, you know, ch not chasing, but just tracking him down in there, you know, tracking him down. He was always a little step behind backing up or moving laterally where I was I was chasing him. Uh, and I felt I felt that in there that he wanted to counterpunch. He didn't want to get into the firefight. I'm sure he would have if I would have, you know, tried to chase him down and initiated it. But I was trying to be careful as well. Even when I had him hurt, I, I I could see it in his eyes. He wasn't there yet. He wasn't ready to go. Mm. Uh, his his coach, Trevor Whitman, kept saying controlled chaos. Um, in, and he said this before, but he said it a lot in between the first and second. And he, Justin, has talked about how the fight against you in 2018 was the turning point that, you know, stopped him from going into these firefights all the time. I know you weren't in there a terribly long time with him, but do you feel like he is a different fighter now? Like, is that is that not just talk? Is it a real thing? Oh, He's a different sure. type of fighter? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. 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 Cause in my head, it was going to be similar to the first, I was going to be the matador, touch him up, make him miss, you know, using the techniques I have, the speed I have, the vision I have and uh, counter punch him and then walk him down when I wanted to. I didn't think I would be chasing him and uh, getting led into a head kick like that, you know? Mm -hmm. um, you, you know, you, you and Justin seem to have a great relationship. Like your last fight, with uh, Michael, there was a little more tension there between you guys. Do you like one situation over the other? Obviously, with Connor, there's tension. There's not tension. Like, do you, do you have any preference? Would you rather not have 
love and admiration for your opponent? No, I was going to hurt him. No, that doesn't matter. Okay. Um, it is what it is, whatever, you know, whatever it is, it's a fight. I kind of, I'm pretty good nowadays at blocking that stuff out. You know, when the bell rings, I'm going to try to hurt, I'm trying to hurt you. Uh, the the line at the post-fight press conference where you said this isn't a funeral, I've I've wanted life and all that, uh, I I believe every word that you're saying, and I believe that you believe that. I'm just wondering why you felt the need to say that, and I'm wondering if it's because everyone around you is saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and everyone doesn't really know how to react when someone loses. And so is that your way of telling everyone, like, I don't need your condolences, I'm okay, it just sucks, I lost a fight, but, like, yeah. save me the flowers and the sad faces? That's exactly what it is, you know, like... Since I walked out of the cage, everybody I went up to was, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, obviously they can see that I was I was hurt from it. Um, but I didn't want to sit at a press conference and like sit in sorrow with those kind of questions and, and stuff like that. Just shoot me straight. Let me answer your questions. You know, we don't need to, like I said, I'm in it. We're not at a funeral, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, you've. Again, the documentary, we've seen the highs, we've seen the lows with you. This one, because it's not like losing to Habib is one thing. Losing to someone who you feel like you could beat and, and, and who have already beaten is perhaps another. Hab is Habib was Habib was better than me. I lost I lost Saturday to somebody who I think I'm better than. Mm -hmm. Is that what makes it tougher to digest as well? Yeah. 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 Well. I was away from home for nine weeks in training camp. You know, I died in 11 weeks, sacrificed so much, really was really focused, man, was really, really focused and felt great. The best I've ever felt. Honestly, the best I I've ever felt. Wow. Um, and I know you spent time in super high elevation, right? So I feel like I have to ask the question, but did you feel any of that while you were in there? Nothing. Felt nothing. Nothing nothing mike brown told me after the fight he was like dude i can't believe you were talking to us that much between the first and the second round he's like people don't have conversations on the stool like that you crazy motherfucker you know he was telling me that like <laughs> not that it was a crazy first round where i would be exhausted but just i was in the moment and you know i i was there friday the week before friday early friday morning we landed i had a straight flight from florida and the, the flight left super early so i was there friday morning and i was a thousand a little bit over a thousand feet above salt lake city in the mountains at an airbnb and I had slept at 5,000 feet the last two weeks in South Florida. So, dude, I got when I got to to Utah, the air was drier, obviously, but altitude wasn't a problem. I was doing hikes, and I ran five miles the Sunday before when I was in Utah and did training sessions, you know, every day there. I felt great. But what okay. I did when I did notice, notice the altitude would probably be like the first seven minutes of every workout. Like that initial blow my lungs out, I felt like, oh, you know, then it kind of settles in and I didn't feel anything. Okay. And so moving forward now, I know it's still very fresh, but of anything out there in in your mind right this second, anything out there because of how you feel about this fight, because you feel like you're the better man and all that, and, and the kick came out of nowhere, would this be, if the UFC called you now and say, I thought you ready, kicked me, man. I didn't know what happened. For real? I thought I was getting jumped. <laughs> Then he, then he hit you with the people's elbow, that guy. Gosh. Herb does slide Yo, in there a lot these days. Bro. Off the top rope, though, Arrow? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Did Jesus you say, I, I saw you say Christ. something to him. Do you remember what you said to him in that moment? 
to Herb? Yeah. Oh, uh, no. Nah, I don't remember. Dude, honestly, like, so I've been stopped before. We all know yeah. that. Um, This was one of the least, like, symptoms of, of, like, no headache, no memory loss. You know, I felt like I, I, I lost, if anything, maybe two or three seconds. Like, when I, what I, I see the punch coming, then I'm, I'm on the mat and I'm grabbing Herb's leg and I, and I realize, oh, fuck, no, it happened. Something happened. So I just, I just laid back to kind of process it. You know, that's why I was on the mat for a second. I was, I was awake and aware, but I just realized I was grabbing Herb's leg. So I was just laid back because I realized, you know, some, something bad had happened. And but, then who uh, tells you the news? I mean, I just understand. Like, I know the news. Right. I've been doing this a long time. I know the news. I know I don't just wake up on the ground. No, I know. But who tells you, like, the how? Uh, when we go to the back, you know, my, my coaches and stuff like that, then we, we start watching, rewatching the clip of exactly how it was done. Right. You know, I'm here, fucking moving. Then I'm on the ground, you know, that the, I, I knew something bad happened, you know. I'm not Joe Biden. Don't just end up on the fucking ground. <laughs> uh, and, and so I, I'm just wondering, like, is this the top, like, number one choice for you? Would it be to fight him again? If I had, if I can, yeah, but like, then I'm chasing, then I look like I'm chasing shit. And obviously he's moving on to bigger and better things now. You know, he doesn't have to fight me. So I, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. Of course, that would be my, my, number one one pick if i can choose anybody to fight right away of course yeah um the reason i ask that is because it does seem like you are in this moment now and we've talked about it before where it's like you just don't want to take fights anymore and so i don't even know how many people are left on that list right of i want to fight that your ass <laughs> uh, are you talking to a dog there i wasn't sure who you were talking to it was me or no 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 i was grabbing something on my back i was talking to you oh fuck i'm fucked uh, uh yeah oh. I gotta get something. I gotta get a dub, man. Um, you're not ending like that. I don't that. know. We'll There's see, no man. chance you're ending, right? I, I, dude, I still feel great, and I can compete with all these guys. I still love the sport. I fucking hate it too. So I just deal with it. You know, every day is different. It's like a roller coaster of emotions. Um, I love it and I hate it. It's giving me everything I have, but it's also taking away so much time. I have to be so selfish in in what I do. You know, I just miss so many birthdays and. You know, and I'm not complaining because it's giving me everything I have. But I, to to compete at the highest level, the, the for me anyway, maybe everybody's different. But for me, dude, I have to like be so selfish and so focused and lock myself away, type of thing. You know, so I miss a lot of time. Um, luckily, this fight was in summer, and my wife and daughter were able to come to camp with me. But now, nah, dude, I'm I'm missed a bounce back. You know, I've never lost two fights in a row in 47 fights. You know, I don't think I can walk away on a loss. Um, mm -hmm. but also I don't know. You know, I, I'm like I said in the press conference, I'm, I'm I'm not better than these guys, but I'm just been doing this shit too long. I don't want to fight a new guy in the UFC or something like that. It has to mean something to me. Otherwise, I'm just fighting to fight. I've done that my whole life. You know, I got ahead doing that. I mean, I put myself in a great position. It has to mean something. This meant something to me. This was a legacy fight. That's what really hurts. That's what I was telling my boxing coach when we got back. I felt like, you know, winning this belt. Of course, it's not a UFC title. It's not an undisputed title, but it's it's it really means something, you know, to the to the fighters, to the a fighters fighter. It, it means something to 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 be nominated and and able to fight for that and win that belt. 
and Justin earned it, man. And it paid, paid in full. He fucking mm-hmm. paid in full. And uh, I felt like that win and that belt would have uh, really cemented my legacy. Like, as a, you know, because I've got wins over great guys and I've been doing this a long time and, and stuff. But I felt like that BMF belt would have really made me like a real nomination for a Hall of Famer. It would have really cemented a legacy. Like, this guy's done a lot of stuff in the sport. And also, it would have teed me up for a title shot and an opportunity so, to cross all the boxes off the list. Okay, the last thing you said there, I agree with. Can I just say something? You know, as a pal, I couldn't disagree with you more with what you said at the beginning of that statement. Respectfully, and I'm not saying anything that I haven't said leading up to this fight, that belt don't mean shit. That ain't changing shit about your legacy. You are a Hall of Famer. You don't need that belt. I'll go get you that belt. That belt, you didn't need that belt going in to prove that you're a BMF. You don't need it going out. So I wouldn't put that in your mind that you need that to leg to, to cement any legacy, to be a Hall of Famer, to get a title shot. You didn't need any of that stuff. So just, I agree with maybe what you said. Oh, a win gets you a title shot. It's hard to get a title shot off a loss. But that belt wasn't going to change anything about your career, your resume, how people feel about you, what you've done. If you walked away today, you're in the Hall of Fame. Whatever that Hall of Fame is, you're in the Hall of Fame tomorrow. So respectfully disagree with that because I don't think you need that belt at all. Thank you, man. I, I appreciate you because I, I respect I respect your word, man. You know, you're one of the few guys in MMA media. There's only there's only a couple uh, that I respect, and you're one of those guys. So thanks. That means a lot. Of course. Um, I'm just wondering about the selfish thing that you bring up because I, I feel the same way. Like I, I notice every time you talk about birthdays, every time you talk about missing things, these things like speak to me as a father as well. And so I'm just wondering, are you getting tired of being selfish? At some point, or is, is that the thing that ultimately will make you decide that I've had enough because you don't want to miss these things anymore? I mean, it's like, I can't get those, I can't get that time back, you know? Uh, I'm blessed that my family can travel with me for training camps, you know, but I also have brothers here. Um, you know, my father's getting older. My mother's here. You know, my little brother has a baby. My little brother's getting married. Um, and I'm just always gone. You know, I'm always going, I'm always on the road chasing dreams and I've done it for so long, but that's just a, a, a sacrifice we pay. But I feel like it's just being selfish, you know? Um, and you have to be, you know, to be, to be the best at what I'm trying to do. I can't do it here in Louisiana. I need to be surrounded by other, you know, other people in, in that, that kind of gym at American top team. And, uh, it is what it is, but it's no different from any other work, you know, whether I was a, a truck driver and I had to leave my family for a few days at a time and doing that type of stuff. But it's just like, I'm, I'm, that's not the reason if if i i thought about walking away it's just that's part of what i dislike about about some of the mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. uh can i tell you the one the, we were talking about this at the beginning of the show the one that needs to happen i feel like and i feel like it can very well happen at some point next year is you versus nathan that's the one and 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 i feel like he wants to come back he's talked openly about that that's got to get you excited right I mean, this is like a he does yeah he's he can't he, he can't he can't get his he can't get his leg high right like like a high kick or nothing no i don't think he's not one i mean right. just i'll take i'll take i'll take that fight <laughs> will you be watching no kick uh with with great interest on saturday will you watch that because i feel like he he looks good in that fight I'll... he's coming back and you're the man yeah let's 
fucking go. I'm not chasing it, you know. I'm not chasing. No, it's know. funny because like you're the you're the third, probably the third person in the last week to bring his name up, you know. And he's not even in the organization, and um, that would be a good one, you know. Oh, uh, I don't know. I, I, they're fighting in Dallas. That's a short flight from here and a short or a short drive. It's not that far. But oh. I'm actually and Celsius is, is sponsoring the event. They were gonna give me yes. tickets to their their box. But uh every summer, if I fight in the summer, we always go on a family vacation. My whole family, I, I rent a house out in in and we all go to the beach. So I'm actually driving out on that day, so I'm not gonna be able to make it. I but I'll wow. be watching for sure. Okay, I was gonna invite you. You could have been my guest. I'll be there. Man, I, I, trust me. If I wasn't leaving that, if I weren't leaving that same day, I would definitely be there. You think he wins? No one seems to think he's going to win. The disrespect has been crazy. Uh, dude, I think he could win. I just think he's older, not as explosive, uh, and his and his style. You know, yeah, it's it's awkward and it looks. It's I think his boxing works, and he has good good things he does. But for boxing in a ring uh, against a boxer, not that Jake's a incredible boxer with angles and 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 stuff like that, but he's dedicated himself to the craft, and I know he's young and strong and explosive, and all it takes is you know one shot. And uh, I, I think Jake's gonna win, but I could be wrong. You know, if Nate gets him tired, Jake punches himself out. You know, we all know Nate has a gas tank. So we'll see. I don't think I don't think Nate has the power to put. Jake is big, man. I mean, you've been around both of these guys. Jake yeah. is big compared to Nathan. Um, with boxing gloves, that pity pat style, I think it's gonna be hard to put Jake away. Um, just a couple more things, and I'll let you go real quick. Uh, I know you were focused on other things, but Michael Chandler and Conor McGregor's tweets on Saturday. How did they sit with you? What did they say? Oh, well, I, saw, I, you... I didn't see Connor's. I saw Michael's. Yeah, you responded when he asked to Michael's, to fight right? For the BMF belt. Yeah. yeah, you said shut your bitch ass up. I think it was. Yeah, you didn't like that. No, dude, he got beat by both of us, <laughs> and then he didn't admit to fucking doing the stuff he did. I I don't know. I just, he just rubs me the wrong way. Uh, I think Connor was then saying that he wanted to fight Gaethje next as well, um, and then Gaethje shut him down. Dude, he needs to. He, he needs to pass a drug test, you know? That's what he needs to do. Yeah, I mean, said it's something like that as well. Yeah, he needs to pass a drug test. And if and if we change the rules for him to compete to sell some pay-per-views, I mean, we make a whole a mockery of, you know, all this we put in place. All this they put in place. You know, but they're the judge and the jury, so they do what they want to do. So we'll see, man. Uh, there, there are some people, including a person on my show, but I don't want to say his name because I'm afraid that you're going to be very mad if I ask this question, but I told him I would ask you the question. Uh, 170, he, he said, we were talking about what you should do next, and his he said he had the greatest idea of all time, you at 170 against Colby. I said, don't even mention this to Dustin. He's going to hate me forever. He's never going to come on the show again if I bring this up. So I just want to let you know this is not my suggestion, but what are your thoughts on this? No. Dude, like everybody thinks that's another thing. Like, of course I can make 170 because I walk around heavier than 170. Uh, but everybody thinks I'm fucking huge lightweight, dude. I've 
trust me, I'm on the mats at American Top Team with handful of of other fighters at 155 pounds who weigh more than me on norm on a normal basis like i'm out out of camp here in louisiana if i'm training a few times a week i'm high 70s i'm waking up 178 you know that's not big to the average person that might seem like a lot but to in this day and age lightweights in the ufc dude that's how that's not, that's not heavy right I think people kind of kind of anchor on to when I was cutting to 45 and I said mm-hmm. I got up to 190 a few times when I was cutting to 40. Dude, I haven't seen 190s in, in six, seven years, however long I've been a lightweight. You know, I think my metabolism was getting busted up from cutting that weight and my body's holding on to water. And, you know, I would just get so swollen and big after after I would start rehyd- uh, fighting, rehydrating and eating normal foods again the week after when I would get back home. I would just get so swollen and heavy. Um but I'm not as big as people think I am. Not as heavy. I'm big. Mm-hmm. Not Chell Sonnen big, but I'm big. <laughs> I feel you. Uh, that version of Justin, can he beat Islam or Charles? He has. Um, dude, I like, I'm just being honest with you about everything, man. With everybody Please. this whole this whole week. Uh, he has a wrestling credentials. You know, if his takedown defense holds up, I do think he can cause some problems for Islam. You know, he punches hard. I felt it through my guard. He hit me with two body shots, straight punches. Didn't, like, hurt me to where it didn't hurt any organs. Like, I didn't get hit in the liver or anything. He kind of hit me in the chest, but I felt the power. Like, I, his bones are dense. He punches hard, and he throws everything into it. Um, One hook got through, and at the last second, I, I was able to face roll it and not take it flush. You know, as soon as it, like, landed, I turned my head with it. And that saved me because I think uh, there was a punch in there that I think if I wouldn't have turned my face, it would have stopped me. I just felt the heat off those things, man. He throws hard. Um, If he catches Islam, if he stops Islam from taking it down and he throws those kind of punches and they land, he will go down. You know, that's the kind of punch a Gaethje is. So it just comes down to his wrestling defense, you know, if it holds up. Uh, You made the comparison earlier to the Connor fight. I do want to remind everyone, you fought Connor many moons ago. Uh, it didn't go your way. You rematched him. You beat him, and then there was an immediate rematch. So if this is the same thing, why can't it be the same? You know, the role the roles are reversed here. But why can't why can't you fight him? If if the belt is being defended in October, why can't you fight in say I don't know December? And then you know we we find out trilogy. It's the same thing, right? What's the difference? Uh, I feel like it's the same thing. The business side might be different. I don't think we're doing 1.8 million pay-per-view buys. When you, when you do that type of stuff, rematches might happen a little quicker. Yeah. Was it really no. 1.8? Which one? The first, or the, the, the second or the third? 1.6. I think the second was, well, the second one might have been 1.8. The, the third was 1.6, I believe. Wow. Uh, do you want to fight again this year? Dude, like, I, I feel great. Like, mentally, I feel clear. I was pretty like as soon as we walked out of the cage and went back to the back, I was all you know, I was I was there, no headache, no nothing, no damn fucking sucks, bro. It's like we'll see if something comes up that makes sense. I think I'm I'm I still feel great, you know. And we still have six months left. So if okay. something makes sense, I'll fight. Uh last thing, what do you like I could just but what tell makes how sense? much it you know what makes right. sense? Right. Well, there's not, yeah, there's, there's not much that, you know, like I said, there's, there's, there's the Nate fight, the, the trilogy, if they want to go that route. Um, the, my last thing for you is like, I could see it just eating you up inside, talking about it, how frustrating it is. How, how do you spend your days now? Like, what are you going to do to not go crazy? I just, well, I was super busy, man. Uh, after the fight, I stayed one day extra. 
I didn't get back to my Airbnb that Saturday night till after the press conference, probably like one something AM. And I had, you know, family, my coaches kind of kept me entertained, you know. Um, then the next day I got, I met with my hot sauce partners and Celsius and a couple other uh, business partners I have. And we had a brunch. So I was just really busy talking, staying busy. Not It, it hasn't really sat, it set in, but today I'm traveling, you know, I flew back and just got back and I'm by myself for a second here. My wife would pick up my daughter. Uh, they just got back a while ago, but you know, that's whenever it's kind of like we're setting in and I'm by myself. I'm really thinking about it hard now. It's quiet and it's, uh, it's tough to digest, man. It's tough to swallow, but that's fighting. You know, it's just tough stuff, bro. Well, I don't know. If I, I got to stay it. busy. I got to stay busy. That, that, that's going to, yes. that's going to, going to, going to help me out. I got to stay busy. I've always done that though. Usually I jump right back in the gym. That's, that's what keeps me like drowned out the, the noise in my head with work, with sweat equity, with just grinding. But I don't know if I'm going to do that now. I'm definitely going to be back in the gym here. I'll probably do jujitsu on Friday uh, at my buddy's gym down the street. My a buddy I grew up with has a gym, dude, two miles away from my house. And they have open mat every Friday. So I'm going to go roll at Eric Scallon's gym, Gladiators Academy of Youngsville, and get some rolls in, stay in the gym, have fun. I got buddies here who are fighting on the local circuit pros and amateurs work with them just stay in the gym but uh i have a lot of businesses outside of fighting and yes that stuff that stuff i think is going to keep you know i've been gone for for nine weeks so that stuff i got a lot of catching up to that stuff's going to keep me busy i just got to keep my mind busy man mm -hmm. otherwise i'm i'm a, a, a enemy to myself you know right uh, i have I to be in con want... i have to be in conflict with something conflict kind of person, not busy man. why conflict it just, it, it is that I'm, I'm in, con I'm in a state of constant conflict. If it's not with an opponent, if it's not with a fight coming up, if it's not with a business challenge, if it, ha I have to be at battle with something or I'm uh, harmful to myself. What do you mean by harmful to yourself? Like just overthinking everything or drinking too much you know i just have to i have to be busy i can't be doing nothing and just sitting back i feel like i'm a danger to myself i i don't know if you want to think about fighting but i know you love boxing if you want to just put your feet up and enjoy a masterpiece have you watched terence crawford's win over errol spence if you haven't i saw highlights i, I saw highlights but i will Go back I need and to watch, watch the, that the man. whole car. It was unbelievable. It's one of the greatest performances I've ever seen by a boxer. It was a, a true masterclass. It was, uh, I, I was there and I, I just couldn't believe what I was watching. It was unbelievable. You and you know I'm a big boxing fan, man. Like yeah, that that was two guys at the top who you know I'm surprised it got done and it happened. You know you we don't we don't see that yeah. too often in in boxing. You know so that was special that they did that. I can't I'm, I can't wait to watch the whole thing. Well, enjoy that. Uh, enjoy but, the time at home. But, but like, before you kick me off. Uh, no, no. I, I just want to be cognizant of your I'll, time. I'll, I'll have I'll, you on for, forever. Nah, dude. I'm. It's all good. I just got back. I'm catching up. I, I'm not in a rush. But uh, Wednesday here in, in Lafayette, we have a backpack pickup, oh. school supply drive. We'll be handing out backpacks filled with school supplies and food to Lafayette, Louisiana. So the foundation will keep me busy as well. I, ha I have that stuff going on, you know, I always have something going on, but I, I just have to, I have to be working. Uh, where can people find out more about that? 
uh, the Good Fight Group com or the good fight foundation instagram or twitter it's incredible that you keep doing that unbelievable are you doing an auction again yeah i'll, I'll auction off everything i wore to the cage on saturday we'll probably have it up in the next couple of days just getting back home and, and what is it going towards or you have uh, yet to determine well i mean we we're always setting goals um we have a big 5k we partnered up and sponsored St. Jude's 5K this year in Baton Rouge, Louisiana in September. So after the backpack drive, that's the next big thing we're, we're teaming up to do. And then, of course, we're going to have the Thanksgiving food drive and Christmas presents for children in need. Uh, and between those things, you know, we're, we're a little ways away from Thanksgiving. So we're, we're going to do some stuff in the community um, and, and until those goals. But we'll, we'll just fill in as, as we see, as we see we can help, help wherever. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, good luck with that. It's incredible that you guys do that. Much respect, much love. And thanks for jumping on, Dustin, especially after a flight and everything over this past weekend. Uh, really appreciate it. And, and your insights are invaluable. So thanks for doing this, my man. Don't be too hard on yourself. And, and please let me never hear again you saying that you needed a BMF title to secure your legacy or any of that other nonsense. You didn't need that. It's already I secure. Just, All thanks, this man. is just gravy. Appreciate you, man. I just felt like that was the one, you know, that was like the one that locks it in, but no, nah, that ain't hey, the that's way. the way life, that's the way life goes, man. That's the hurt, the hurt business. You, like I said to you privately and I'll say it publicly, Dustin Poirier is the kind of fighter that I'm going to tell my grandkids about that I got to cover, that I got to watch, that I had the privilege of watching. So we are all in debt to you, owe you a lot and nothing that happened on Saturday will change or from here on out. So please don't be too hard on yourself and thank you for all the great fights and the fights that are about to come. Because as I said to you as well, you always come back a million times better after these heartbreaking losses. Every single one, you could then point to a winning streak, a big run. And so we are expecting the same this time out. Thank you, man. Yeah, missed the bounce back, dude. Fall down seven, That's get right. up eight. The story of my freaking life. And I, I do want to say thank you to all the fans, you know, like reaching out. And I have felt the love, you know. I, I appreciate that. All right, thanks, And I'm Dustin. better than that. I'm better than, I'm better than what happened Saturday night, I promise you. I'm slick. I'm a nasty, I'm a nasty motherfucker, man. I just got caught. I didn't see it. Justin Gaethje, incredible work. Appreciate it. Thanks, Dustin. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Take bro. care. Thank you. Thank you, man. There he is, Dustin Poirier. What can you say about that guy? How could he not be one of your favorites? Coming on, answering the questions, being honest, being open, authentic, vulnerable. How could you not appreciate that? What a sport. Golly, what a sport. What a privilege. What a privilege to be able to do this and talk to these people after these big moments, fighting in front of 18, 19,000 people, in front of hundreds of thousands, millions of people around the world. And then the music stops. 48 hours later, they're back home in their, you know, in, the, in their house and just talking to the world and, and letting, like, you don't get that. Do you guys understand you don't get that in other sports? combat in particular but you know even in boxing it's a little tough there's a lot of layers there in this sport in particular you don't get you don't you don't get to talk to Steph Curry 24 hours after a win like this or a loss or LeBron or pick a guy right Aaron Rodgers Connor McDavid you don't you don't get that these guys are available they're open they're honest they're willing to speak. They don't give you BS answers. 
And and I'm talking about Dustin, but I'm not just talking about Dustin. It's 99% of the guys. Oh, what a privilege. It's an amazing, amazing thing that we get to uh, do and 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 partake in and, and, and share with all of you. And that's why it drives me nuts when people are disrespectful to the fighters and who slide in their DMs and talk about their parlays and talk about their, their, their oh, you, you suck. Like, imagine getting mocked for getting head kicked by Justin Gaethje. Every single person watching this show right now, if you aren't a pro fighter, and even if you probably are, you're getting head kicked by Justin Gaethje in the first 10 seconds of this fight. You're not making it past the first 10. Like, we cannot do, we don't possess the DNA. We don't possess whatever it is inside that these men and women possess. Please think about this the next time you talk, try to talk shit to a fighter on social media. You wouldn't do it to their face. I can assure you of that. Someone came up to me on Friday. This is not even close, but came up to me on Friday. He's like, could you unblock me? Why did I block you? Because I said X, Y, and Z. Well, then you deserve to be blocked. And then I can't even imagine the shit that they get. The shit that they get after they are naked in front of us, wearing four-ounce gloves, tights, this thin, and you got hit kicked by one of the best fighters on the planet. So you made the walk, you trained for nine weeks, you're one of the greatest fighters of all time. And I had to jump in there and remind him that that BMF title means nothing, nothing to his legacy, to his resume, nothing. Interim champ, fought them all, beat the vast majority of them. Much respect, Dustin Poirier. Gentlemen, any uh, thoughts on Dustin or anything else that we heard? How about Rose Namajunas telling us she almost retired? I mean, it's a lot of stuff here uh, before we pack the bags and go to Dallas. Isn't the, I mean, GC, you used to, used to have to book. Who who'd you have to book? Baseball players on game night? I mean, what a sport. Aren't you just I so mean, glad that you found these people? <laughs> we're lucky if we got a baseball player to, to join us on game night. It was usually uh, you know ESPN, MLB writer, fill in the blank there. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible. Uh, the sport really is insane. You summed it up perfectly. Excited for Dallas? Am I excited for Dallas? I feel like uh, GC might be the most excited of the entire team. Scale of 1 to 10, we're at a 12 right now. I mean, we're at 12. We've been at 12 this whole time, according to New York Rick. Then make it a 13. I'm at a, I'm at a 13. Rick's birthday tomorrow to as well. I got, I, got oh the, I got the boarding pass in the, in, the, uh, in the wallet. I'm ready to go. We're heading over to Newark. Uh, I thought you were going to be rocking a Mavericks Western Conference champion shirt, not a... This is jazz, man. Shout out to Salt Lake City. Show some love for 291. All right. Do we got any uh, Dallas merch? We're going to see, man. We're going to see. <laughs> got a few days to cover. Good thing is they got a lot of pro sports teams down there in Dallas. But yeah, we might have a thing or two up our sleeve. If you show up wearing Dallas Stars gear, I don't know. I don't know. There's only one man who could rock the Dallas Stars, Mike Madano jersey. A Mike Madonna jersey would be great. That would uh, be great. They they got a chip, right? 1999 Stanley Cup champions, Frank? Oh, no. that fa The fact that you Something knew that, like that so quickly Something is like a sign that. of things to come. You wouldn't, you wouldn't rock Cowboys gear, though. I'd wear a Cowboys shirt if it was cool. You would? Enough. Wow. 90s Cowboys. Cowboys. Yeah, but they're kind of Is that of a slight, Frank? No, it's just that was – I was living there when that was happening. Oh, Mavericks. sure you were, of course. I, I'm probably most excited for all the, uh, oh, you guys know what this is, all the factoids that we're about to get from Texas. The That's going to be the part, best. I promise, if we're going to go to a restaurant, you're going to be like, oh, where are the wings? And you'll notice they say cowboy wings instead of buffalo wings. No, they don't. They, they've literally changed them when I was there. I mean, Texas does weird things like freedom fries instead of french fries. Shut up. Shut up. 
That is bizarre. Uh, I'm excited. So they're for, called cowboy wings. They changed it in the '90s at some restaurants, and you could still oh, find like oh, we're, we're going to get there, and it's going to say buffalo wings. Yeah, mm. of course. Or he's going to purposely take us to a place that sells cowboy wings, just to prove his. Oh, point. just to prove a point. Yeah, yeah. that's like yeah, the that's that like the bars. <laughs> By the way, that's like the bars in uh, in New York that changed. You know, there were some bars named like O'Brady's during the Super Bowl, and they changed it to O'Manning's. That's like a little like gimmick thing. Twenty years later, or thirty years later now, that's crazy. Is yeah, it thirty years? On. Jeez Louise, it is thirty years. Yeah. They ain't doing that. Come on, Frank. No one's holding a grudge against the great city of Buffalo thirty years later. Hmm. Um, well, it's going to be great. Must do thing. Anyone? What's that thing you have to do while you're in Dallas? Oh yeah, what's that? I don't know. I'm asking you guys. Uh, well, I mean, I feel like book there's only one person who can answer the question. Is it the Reunion book depository? Tower? Yeah. I've been to the uh, depository a couple times. It is a great experience. Can you go up Reunion Tower? Yeah, I believe so. You, wow. Yeah, maybe we'll That's go the up one with, Is that the one with the big uh, circle on top? Yeah. Yeah, like wow. the iconic one. Uh, I'm being told to go to a Bucky's as well, world's largest convenience store. Also home to the world's largest car wash as well. Car wash, really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, world's largest yeah, all car in all. wash. Can't wait for Dallas. Mm. Man, everyone's coming, uh, coming for Connor, huh? McGregor, that is. I mean, when you tweet the way he tweeted, you put yourself in the crosshairs, no? Yeah, I just I'm just seeing I'm seeing Masvidal. I saw obviously what uh, what Gaethje said, what Poirier says. It's, cra- it's just times have changed. It's a crazy time. What do you mean? Is that like, would you not have expected this five years ago? I feel like this is exactly what would happen. Five years ago, the narrative was like, you haven't beaten anyone. Now, the narrative, like, could you, would you ever have predicted the arc of you haven't beaten anyone? Everyone wants to fight you. You're a steroid user. Like, I, I just wasn't expecting this career arc, you know? Like, he just, this wasn't the, the, that the is the go to on him now. Yeah. Yes. Everyone it used to be you haven't fought anyone. It used to be Mr. Lucky Charms. I don't know if that was five Leprechaun. years ago, though. That's like 10 years ago. Now? What are you talking about? Uh, six years ago. Well, like 2015, 2016. Uh, I guess it's seems years eight ago. years ago. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. It all feels like eight years. Yeah, like what years. I just said. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> Not 10. Um, 10 was 2013. Yeah, that's like debut time. That long? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, not that much different. But uh, um, oh when he's God. he's out here talking about, he's calling Poirier's hot sauce, like, you know, red water. He's he's telling Justin Gaethje he'll knock him out in one and that the BMF belt is trash and he's not a BMF. You get what you get. Red water. I have to say, I enjoy the, uh, I enjoy the no, Poirier it's hot sauce. Yeah, it's a I great like product. it too. Hop water, Maybe, too. By the Speaking way, of water. Is it? Doesn't he also have? Um, I think it was the one that uh, Frank enjoyed and Joe. Doesn't he also have like a drink? No, that's the other one. He has a drink. Sparkling water, yeah, hop water, hop water. No, no, not yeah. the hop water. He has a like a an alcoholic drink. No, or am I crazy? Oh, yes, yes, yes. He yes. sends a whole shipment of it here. Yes, uh, bourbon. Yes. Yeah, so, Frank and uh, Frank and Joe took a bottle home. No, that was the other one. That was the uh, I think that was a mezcal. <laughs> Oh, they no, took a bottle. They're right. The mezcal they, like they a, finished at home. Yeah. I think Rick took a bottle. Of I did. I haven't cracked yeah, it open yet. Right. Rick has not cracked it open. He's going to finish uh, when the diet's done. All right. Oh, you can't have alcohol during that. Wow. Even that kind of alcohol? Hmm? What, is it, is, this is it. Can, you, can you not have alcohol? Like that kind of alcohol when you're. I know like beer is. How many pencils good for do you have? 
I have a lot. I think it depends on on your diet. Yeah, you can have alcohol. Okay. But All usually, right. like I would say, low uh, clear liquor is probably what most people go. You know, vodka soda type situation. Right. Mezcal. Uh, yeah, mezcal is easy. Uh, last like. Does the show miss a beat at all if I'm not there? Just curious, like, does anyone even know? Sometimes notice? we no skip an ad read here and there. No, we've got one more. Mm-hmm. What, what, what did we skip? Uh, did I skip one? No, you just asked me to remind you. This is your reminder. You can't say I skipped it if it hasn't come to that time. Oh. Uh, it feels like it's a pretty seamless thing. Just throwing it out there. Don't get too nah, comfortable. Just kidding. Love the studio. Are you kidding me? Uh, but thank you for that reminder, Frank. Very kind of you. Uh, all right. We're good. Shout out to my good friend J.J. Watt for sending uh, Burnley kits to the kids. I mean, what a mensch this guy is. Even on the, uh, on the, on the stationery. Dude Perfect is their sponsor. Of course, we're not changing oh, nice. allegiances. Don't get crazy. Don't get crazy with your talk of us changing allegiances. We're not. But of course... JJ Watt wants to send you custom gear. You're taking the custom gear. All right. So you can know we yourself. Just like, do we need to get a running list? Like you're rubbing elbows with now. Dame Lillard's coming up to you. Chance the Rapper is coming up to you. JJ Watt sending you stuff. Like, do we need to just? Wh- where are no, we at in is... the in the celebrity realm at this point? I mean, but listen. Sleeping during a Seinfeld. So. Sleeping He's not big enough. Seinfeld's yeah. Seinfeld's yeah, not big enough anymore. Uh, we'll see. I mean, you'll get to experience it in person. It's been a while since we've been to a fight together, right? When is the last time? Were you at Romero Adesanya? Yes, I was. That was the last one. UFC 248 before the world. Greatest build ever for the worst fight ever. Go. 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 Phil Murphy (laughs) gulping. That was great. Shout out, Phil. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Zhang Weili, Yuani, and Jacek. So much has changed. So little has changed. (laughs) Zhang Weili's champion and Israel's champion. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yes, what a time. So I'm looking forward to it, gents. Very much looking forward to it. And happy early birthday to you, New York, Rick. Thank you. Will you I'll get the you Barbie cake at uh, Coldstone? <laughs> no, no, I don't Jersey think that's Mike? in the cards. Are you guys having a Jersey Mike's party after this? And is that <laughs> what I'm <laughs> missing? You chose not to be here. <laughs> so the reason Rick came in the studio. Oh, I came my in just God. for the for the Barbie cake. I did Jersey think Mike's. about it. I, I I will admit I did think about it, but there was no way I was going to make it. There was no <laughs> way. You guys should all be lucky that I'm here. If I'm being honest, after the, do you want me to tell you about my travel? No, I won't tell you about my travel. You want, do you want me? I can tell no. you about the three no, no, no. boardings and the deplaning. And we the got. Heat. I think no. we got enough in the chance to wrap. Travel issues. Version. Travel issues. There Maybe it is. Tra- summed up. That's it. Travel Never issues. Had issues like this. Moving Someone on. asked me, "Have you ever missed a, a show because of travel issues?" No. Still haven't. Batting See, but the smart thing you do, you. You try to get out quick. See if you if you had been like trying to, to get out late, yeah. then then you might have gotten stuck. No, you can't do that. You me and Hawani on the same flight out on Sunday. Trust me, this the this is the latest flight I've ever booked in a very long time. It was nine forty five, only because it was nothing earlier. Where I think taking the seven, I'm never even. If it means taking a different airline and going to a different airport, I'm I'm always going to take the first available from now on after same. the experience I had yesterday. By the way. A lot of complaints about airlines. I want to give a shout out to the good people over at United. They, they oh, were calm. They were respectful. No, I'm serious. I feel like we only hear about. <laughs> what is this? This is like ad, ad read music. No, I just want to give them a shout out. I want to give no, them a shout out because they were very, very kind. Frank. They were yeah, very, well very kind. Frank. And uh, I think that uh, there's a lot of belly aching and complaining. And I, I think that, that, you know, sometimes it's out of their control. They've got a, they've got like. Can I tell you about the craziest thing? Just one last thing. There we go. They told us 
that the flight was getting canceled. And then all of a sudden I get a text. This is the craziest part. I get a text. Your flight has been canceled. You're now on a new flight. And so when I got the text that the flight was canceled, immediately I thought it was going to be canceled for the next day. So I went on the app right away and I bought a flight <laughs> at midnight because I was like, oh, at least if I, this is how dedicated I am to the program. At least if I get the midnight flight, I'll land by 8 a.m. I could do the show. For some reason, I had August 6th on my mind because that's next weekend. And so I bought the flight for August 6th. So my plan wouldn't even work. I was like, wow, oh, this wow. is pretty great. I have a new flight. But then I go back to the text and everyone's like, did you get the text? Did you get the text? I'm like, yeah, I got the text. The flight's been canceled. Like, no, look at the new time. It's new flight number, new time. But all of a sudden, same plane, same gate. So I was like, what happened? Then we Some looked at the down. seat map. No, we looked at the seat map and they randomly took people off the plane. So Ooh. now we're sitting in this cramped terminal, like this, this gate. And uh, there are people there. It was like Lord of the Flies. There were people there. Some people had been taken off. Some people are staying on. I felt very bad for those people. Oh, were you insane. around Man. when it happened or were you away? Yes. No, they were right there. So they there never all... did like the, we'll give you a credit if you come, if you take a later flight. They never did that. They never did that. They, they all just of a sudden, them? Yes. Wow. I've yeah, never seen this United, before. Man. Shout out to United. Yeah, I, know I bet, the people, I bet the people that, that got booted are not saying shout out to United today. <laughs> Listen, some of those people. Mr. I guess Helwani, they got to to right this way. You yeah, ruffians. Yeah, exactly. Get exactly. No, I'm going to get on the plane, the plane on I Sunday. I felt bad. I actually offered some of them to take my spot. I felt really bad, but then I remember I had a show to do, so I was like, yeah, you know, oh, yeah sure you did. Yeah, but right. yeah, 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 all yeah. they said was refresh sure the app, offered. and all of a sudden, now I'm on a new flight, bag still on the plane, but all these people are queuing up next to us, trying to. I, I, I've never seen anything like that. I'm going to be squeezing by on the uh, on the plane on Sunday back to economy to my middle seat right next to the bathroom. He's going to be in first class with his warm towel over his face. I'll be like, hey, what's up, man? He's like, ah, no, no, no pictures. No pictures, no, pictures. no autographs. Just to be fair, don't say hi or anything. It's very awkward when people say hi on the way to yeah. the back. Just let's just yeah, pretend yeah, yeah. we don't know each other for that. All right. Day. All right. You better commit to that because I'm committing to it. Don't even look at me. I'm not even going to act like you're there. Oh, my god. Ladies and gentlemen, no, we I was have Ariel Hawani on today's flight. I was on. I was in the back. I was in the back with people. Um, no, was what the back of first class? Are you okay? <laughs> Are you all right? Oh uh, yeah, I was right next to the curtain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife got mad one time where I took the front, you know, the the first class, and they sat all the way in the last row. But I was like, what? You know, one of us has to sit in the front. As you know? they should have. As they should have. You should have <laughs> given it up there, man. <laughs> I'm kidding. Of course I did. Uh, anyway, gents, uh, what a time we have ahead of us. I can't wait. But it is time to go. Uh, best part about this is I don't have to sit in two-hour traffic going home. I'm actually not wearing any pants nice. whatsoever right now. Do you know that? I believe it. No yeah. pants. You can tell. Uh, this, by the way, is a real bookshelf. Yeah. Can you just grab one of the books? There you go. Yeah. Uh, actually, when I went to Screensaver the one time, uh, what? we were full screen on Bobby Green. It worked out perfectly. Except you were like, "Oh, there goes my," <laughs> and it made Bobby fr- and it made Bobby freeze. So it was like a nice awkward silence. Bobby sitting at the top of the stairs there. Or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like that. <laughs> nice and comfy, carpeted stairs. I mean, oh, it's the, the music. I didn't even notice the music was back. playing. Frank, you need to uh, boost the music a little bit. Thank you very much to all our guests. Thank you to Bobby Green. Thank you to Rose Namajunas. Thank you to Yuri Prochaska, Stephen Thompson, and of course Dustin Poirier. Thanks to all of you listening oh it keeps coming in and out so i'm trying to time it by the way i said last week 
that uh, we aren't going to do questions on Wednesday. We are going to do questions on Wednesday. It's going to be a star-studded affair live from the open workouts. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait. We'll answer your questions. We'll make picks. I'm going to ask GC to make his picks with the fighters sitting in the chair so they can know just exactly who everyone is uh, going for on the program. And if you could do me a favor, it looks like there's a piece of paper on my desk over there. Someone could just get rid of it and also tuck in the chair. It's a little bit unkempt at the moment. See, it's like it's 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 facing the other way. I think it's because of the watch party. They like to mess with my things. So if you can just like tuck it in. It's uh, acting, you know, my OCD is acting up. Anyway, back on Wednesday, live from Dallas. Different time, different place. Until then, we say,